Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Landscurve, and we're going to get down in this today, the slap of schizophrenia. What does it mean, the slap of schizophrenia? When you realize that someone is schizophrenic around you, <laughs> and you've been dealing with it, and you think that it's normalcy. No, it, it is a mental condition. It is something that to be quite trying and quite destructive. We're going to get into this and, 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 and delve into this. We've been doing kind of well as of recent because we want to bring information. We just don't want to talk about hocus pocus. We want to share information that's useful. This is a, not about self-promotion. This is not about me trying to talk and make myself seem like I'm some scholar. I'm down in the trenches of life just like anybody else. And I'm trying to learn and try to navigate and, and whatever information I come across or things that even interest me, you know, um, not just me, but I say, hey, this might be of interest of someone. Like, you know, when you go to the grocery store, right, and you shop and you have a family or you have friends or, or a friend you're passing through, you say, oh, I know they like this. Let me pick this up. Let me pick this up and bring it to them. Usually you're not going there to visit. I'm passing down their block. I know they're home resting. You drop them by their front door and you give them a phone call. You say, hey, check by your front door. Well, it's information like this. We do the fun stuff. We do other stuff. There will be other things coming out. Um, I'm going to keep lips pursed on that. But the vibe and the joy of vibing with my family here, just want to say, Malisha Hare, Sweet D, Landon Price, Tracy J in the house. And we're going to have where we participate. And um, Dr. Tracy Bond should be in soon. And um, whatever time she comes in, she comes in because she always rocks the house and comes real intense. And I have to admit that I was supposed to actually do a different type of banner, but I had some things come up on the home front. Good, you know, just good. And say, hey, I want to do this work, I'm gonna do this estimate or whatever have you. And I had to abandon that and, um, you know, do this. I was going to do something earlier, but I got caught up in those things. But we're going to be getting more traction with the work. I'm setting up for it. You know, it's a new year, not just because it's a new year, but we, we, we're over certain obstacles. You know, when you do a state exam after going to school for so long and you're nervous, oh, I got to get this certificate, and now you got you to gotta pass this exam and you get to a new level. Well, that's what it is for me. It's always going to the next level, not just doing the same cookie-cutter thing year after year after year. You want to bring things. You want to put a little different season on the chicken sometime. You want to have the pizza with a different type of cheese on it sometime. You know what I mean? You want to try exotic fruits. If you sip wine, you want to taste a different wine that you had. You know, life is so big out here, life. It's such a huge world out here. Why do we limit ourselves? Dr. Tracy Bond, yes, let me apologize for not doing that banner. I had some guys come by that I had to focus on. It was very important. They're hard to get to. So I'm going to make your official Tracy Bond banner tonight for the subsequent shows that we do. So please forgive me on that because I do kind of think you look a lot better than I do, right? So we want your face up there. So what I'm going to do, like I always do, I'm going to read off some things that I researched, and then we can talk about it. And Tracy Bond, you got the link. You can come on in when you want. And, and um, I'm just glad. DrTracyBond.com, y'all. DrTracyBond.com. Go there and save it on your computer. Because when you realize the, the, the wealth of information that she brings, you're going to want to be in contact and connected to her. If you don't connect to anybody else, connect to Dr. Tracy Bond, drtracybond.com. We love you, right? 
And let me be honest with, with some of the things that people have been saying. Let me address this right now. Let me address this right now, right? Okay. No matter what the road is that a person brings their positivity, why do some of us Negroes question the road? What about the spirit of the person? You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, your favorite meal, right? You have it delivered. It's in a certain packaging. So if it's in a different packaging, do you reject it? You know what I'm saying? Look, let me be blunt and let me be real. There were some people, oh, I, 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 don't, I don't really uh, subscribe to the Jesus talk. So look at the spirit of the person and what they're saying to help you with your damn ailments. So you down with the devil talk then. You down with the negativity. You down with the psychosis. You down with the schizophrenia. You down with the dysfunctional foolishness that we have to go through. If you don't subscribe to it, look at what is good in it. When you look at any dish of food, we're going to get this straight out in the open because some people just come just to keep saying this foolishness over and over. And, and okay, if a person has an ideology, a way of speaking, a way of belief, respect it. You're on this show. Take the good and leave what you can't. I don't That's why some of y'all miss the damn point with some things. You got to pull back the scope and look at the overall that's being shared. Tired of that. I'm waiting for a few that I know by name. They're going to get knocked off. We're going to knock you off. We ain't talking about nothing sexual. We're talking about deleted and blocked. You understand? You go to the Philippines. You go to China. You don't say nothing about them dogs hanging up that they, that they eat. You go to different lands where they have different philosophies, different ideologies. and you <laughs> Especially when it looks like the other. But you have a sister here who 95% of her overlaps with you. And because the packaging is different, listen to how she talks it, though. Listen to how she talks it. She don't bring it the way the other people bring that you don't subscribe to. She's saying this is a black thing, right? But she don't have to keep pushing that. She says it, and, and, and look at the uplifting feeling that comes out of it. Some of us may not be, I'm going to use an extreme example, right? This has to be brought out. Say, for example, you're a dude or a female, and you have a massive heart attack, or somehow you need some open-heart surgery, and you don't feel that the rainbow situation out there in the world, I don't want to say the letters because they may smash the channel down some more, that, oh, oh, I don't, because that's not my fight. But now here you're getting wheeled into the operating room, and you see a dude, I'm not trying to say it's me getting an operation, right? But you mean, oh, Mr. Skirvin, I, I, I've seen your... I've seen your uh, your videos. I, I'm, I'm ready for operation. I'm probably knocked out or something, right? But if he don't hold that against me, if I said something contrary to his choice of life, he's got a job to do, right? And what am I going to do? I don't believe in that. And get up and walk off the table and go somewhere and die? He's there to do a job. So when Dr. Tracy Bond comes here to do a job, Look at, the, look at the spirit behind Look how you feel when she talks. Some of us just want to be against everything. 
I don't care who delivers my food if I'm in the house and can't eat and don't have no food. I don't care about the packaging. I'm looking at the nutrition on the inside of it and look at the nutrition and how she delivers it. Because you have a lot of people come through this platform. Great knowledge, but arrogant. Great knowledge, but condescending because you're not as old as I am. And you, don't, you need to do the research. What is this, an ego fest? When you come humbly, you want to bring and bring it in a powerful way, especially in a way that's not boring. I can listen to her all day long, all night long. You understand? Give her her props and stop that foolishness. Because let me tell you something. I've had a lot of people come on this platform that will not be here anymore. You know why? Because they're just about a cash app. They're just about being seen. They're just about from A to Z. Yeah, we put spices on our food and we say some words. I, I can say some words on here. You feel free to do it. That's all they do. And just want to be seen. But a person who studies who, who, who is self-made in the spirit, get to this point to show you something in a different angle that we haven't been shown, you got to respect that. If you don't respect it, get out of here and don't come with your complaints. Evidently, you, 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 know, you probably like it. So, so, you know, anyway, that's my little fast rant because I can do that. And anybody I love, I'm going to defend them. I don't care who. Like I said, I don't get down with the rainbow. But if I see a dude minding his business who happens to be that way and somebody wants to, a gang want to gang up on him, I'm not going to say, well, let him do it because he's that way. No, I'm going to go in there and risk my life because that's wrong. Right is right and wrong is wrong. I always defend what's right and I always apologize when I'm wrong. Right? There have been lots of times of that. Anyway, let me not let this dominate the situation here. Let me get on over here and read a few things and you know, clarify a few things so when Dr. Tracy comes on in, you know, um, we, we can be clear on those things just to define it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm Flavor Flavor and she's Chuck D. I'm not saying she's a man. I'm just saying like public enemy, yeah, boy, you know. So, <laughs> ah, I see something over here on my website I got to correct later on. The title of this show is The Slap of Schizophrenia. just want to read off a few things. It's a whole lot to read, but I'm not going to read off the whole thing. I just want to, since she's here, you know, and um, I just want to bring some clarity. A person with schizophrenia is someone who experiences a severe mental health disorder characterized by disturbances in thought processes, emotions, and perception of reality. It is essential to understand that schizophrenia is a complex and heterogeneous condition, meaning that it, its manifestation can vary widely among individuals. People with schizophrenia may display a range of symptoms that affect their cognitive, emotional, and behavioral functioning. Here are key aspects of what characterizes a person with schizophrenia. Number one, distorted thinking. Individuals with schizophrenia often experience disorganized and irrational thinking. They may struggle to connect thoughts logically and might display incoherent speech patterns. Number two, hallucinations. Hallucinations involve perceiving stimuli that are not present, such as hearing voices or seeing things that others do not. Auditory hallucinations, hearing voices, 
are a common symptom in schizophrenia. Number three, delusions. Delusions are false beliefs that are resistant to reasoning or contrary evidence. These beliefs can be paranoid, grandiose, or persecutory in nature, contributing to an altered perception of reality. Paranoid, right? I want to say that, you know, paranoid, grandiose, paranoid, you know, oh, they're coming after me. Uh, see that man over there? He's been following me. What man? He might be walking on the same street for a little bit, and you think, oh, the woman in the window, she, she's got a, a device in her ear, and she's talking to the FBI. The FBI, oh, yeah. Or grandiose, where, oh, I had one, one, one joker who was schizophrenic tell me straight up he was a prophet. I am a prophet. <laughs> really? How you spell that? Prophet with an I-T <laughs> or the E-T? What are you talking about? Persecutory. Oh, they don't like me because, you know, they're coming after me because I, I bring this special word and they're coming after me. It's always, it's like, what's up with that? I understand and know people like this who are on social media and fooling a whole lot of people, but they got mental conditions. And this is a good way for them to work that out. There's some very good, convincing individuals. Like I said, social media has been a place that is like a dysfunctional tsunami that, that so many people take to because there'll be people who fit in with their thinking patterns and rah, 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 and cheer them on into a deeper state of dysfunction and mental illness is really dangerous. When you see these shootings and when you see these, you know, some of you who do these things have had a sizable following. And it helps to make their delusions and their illusions more solid in their mind because they have a cheering squad of yes men and yes women behind them. And this is personal experience that I've witnessed and I'm watching it right now on certain platforms of people that I know or used to know. Number four, emotional disturbances. Schizophrenia can lead to disruptions in emotional expression and regulation. Some individuals may appear emotionally flat while others may exhibit unpredictable and inappropriate emotional responses. Yeah, deadpan, emotionally flat, or just off the cuff. You ask them a question, they go off on you in anger, or they, they, you're talking to them about one subject and they bring up something about their father years ago, like, what do you got to do with that? What he did to you, what you think he did to you, ain't got nothing to do with me. He's trying to break up my family. And Wait a second, I don't even know your family damn near. What are you talking about? I've experienced this personally. Seriously. Number five, social withdrawal. People with schizophrenia often struggle with social interactions and may withdraw from friends, family, and community activities. Difficulty in maintaining relationships is a common challenge. Yes. Now, let me just say, number five, social withdrawal, right? When you want to be to yourself because you're tired of the crap that's around you, don't think that you might be schizophrenic when they say social withdrawal. Pretty much I'm going through that now, social withdrawal. I don't want to be around these people who are going to run behind you, talk behind your back, just want to use you, uh, wait for your downfall, whatever. Just go. If I know who you are, I'm cutting you. That's not schizophrenia because I can give more time to the people that I love and, and are worthwhile and edifying and helping me to ascend, and I help them, them to ascend. Brothers and sisters, this is of the same mind. But you do have people who struggle with social interactions. 
And they'll withdraw that way. But again, I'm going to talk about social media. They will present themselves in a certain way on social media in a measured way, in an engineered way, in a perfect way. Maybe me or down to the years, too. I've given a lot of information about myself, TMI. I don't care because I'm real. But I don't have to be engineered. You know what I mean? And you got to watch for that. Number six, impaired cognitive function. Cognitive symptoms can include difficulties with memory, attention, and executive functions, right? This can affect an individual's ability to perform daily tasks and make decisions. Believe it or not, they can come off as grandiose, but they may have these problems that they hide. And a lot of times, deep down, they do have something they hide. Maybe they feel something that they're not up on. Or, or a little less. A lot of insecurities with a lot of schizophrenic people too, because when you call them out on certain things, they just they just egg you. They won't acknowledge certain things because it's almost like the sixteen personalities of Sybil. Remember that book Sybil years ago? Negative symptoms number seven. Negative symptoms involve reduction or absence of certain behaviors or emotions. Examples include diminished motivation, reduced ability to experience pleasure and social withdrawal. Disorganized behavior. Disorganized behavior may manifest as unpredictable or inappropriate actions. Daily activities such as personal hygiene and self-care may be neglected. I'm going to leave it at that, right? Or maybe I'm, I should read off a few of these things. Let me see how we are on the time. And I don't want to keep Dr. Tracy waiting um, too long. Yeah, uh, Miss D, finally, bless. I like the way you spelled that, Miss <laughs> D. E, blessed. <laughs> she says, schizophrenia is very dangerous. Oh, yes, it is. When you're around these people, oh, man. And again, I'm not demonizing anybody, but it's, it's, it's almost demonic. You know, it's sad, but it, it, you don't know what you're dealing with. You don't know who you're dealing with. And like I said, if it's a loved one that you have to deal with, well, you know, you got to deal with it, but some of these jokers out here that you don't have to deal with, I'm like, mm, I'm out of here, you know. Okay, you enjoying it? Okay, I'll, I'll read off some more. I'll read off some more. You know what I mean? We're just setting, setting, setting the, um, the base. <laughs> and if for some reason I cut out, just wait a little while, I'll come in on the phone. Because sometimes we have power outages, and I don't want to talk nothing up. <laughs> but I don't want to talk nothing up. Sometimes it happens, right? Okay, here we go. And I'll give another explanation. I pulled up some more stuff. Well, I'll just start with another list. And this list has 10 things on it, so it's another list that I want to read off. You know, Defining schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is a severe mental disorder characterized by distorted thinking, hallucinations, delusions, and impaired social functioning. It often emerges in early adulthood and can significantly significantly impact an individual's perception of reality. Number two, symptoms of schizophrenia, positive symptoms, hallucinations, auditory or visual, delusions, disorganized thinking, negative symptoms, social withdrawal. I didn't see anything positive in those either, but I just read it off. So, social withdrawal, lack of motivation, Reduced emotional expression, cognitive uh, symptoms, impaired memory, difficulty concentrating, poor executive function, red flags and warning signs. Number three, sudden and noticeable changes in behavior or thought patterns, social withdrawal, 
in isolation. That's social withdrawal has it's a lot to do with it. Unusual beliefs or suspicions without basis in reality. Decline in personal hygiene and self-care. Difficulty maintaining coherent conversations. It's true. You'll be talking about something, they just go off and something else. Like, how do, we, how do we go from 2, 4, 6, 8 to 20? What happened to 10, 12, 14, 16, 18? Number four, treatment options. Antipsychotic medications. Manage symptoms and prevent relapse. Psychotherapy. Cognitive behavioral therapy helps individuals cope with symptoms and improve functioning. Hospitalization. In severe cases, Hospitalization may be necessary for stabilization. Five, famous individuals with schizophrenia. John Nash, Nobel laureate and subject of the movie A Beautiful Mind. Sid Barrett, co-founder of Pink Floyd. Lionel Aldridge, former NFL player. Now, that's just three people, right? I'm quite sure you can probably pull out like 100 people they just don't know about. Number six, can schizophrenia be cured? Schizophrenia is a chronic condition, but with proper treatment and support, individuals can manage symptoms effectively. While a complete cure remains elusive, ongoing research aims to improve therapeutic approaches. So then there's no cure, but you can get better, and it's ongoing. Maybe one day they can cure schizophrenia. But remember, it's different in different people. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't have a one-size-fits-all. There's still a little customization for what I'm seeing here that's necessary. Number seven, awareness of the condition. Individuals with schizophrenia may or may not be aware of their condition. Lack of insight, common symptom, can hinder recognition of the need for treatment. Number eight, misdiagnosis. Schizophrenia can be misdiagnosed as some symptoms overlap with other mental health disorders, Thorough psychiatric evaluation and ongoing assessment are crucial for accurate diagnosis. Oh, we got cops rolling by up the road. I know y'all can hear that. You don't hear that too much. And usually it's because they want to get somewhere faster because there's really not much crime like that happening out here, right? Number nine, historical context. The term schizophrenia was coined in 1908 by Eugene Blulier, Blulier, I don't know how you say the name. Let me just, um, for those who want to do a little research, I'll copy and paste this. You know, we want to be able to share information. That's the name. Now, you tell me. I think I got a period at the end of that. The period doesn't count, but how do you pronounce that last name? Blulier? <laughs> I don't know. We ain't going to stay stuck on that, right? Um, earlier in the 19th century, Emile... Repelling, I don't know how to say that name either, and others laid the groundwork for understanding the disorder. And if you want to read this all over again, go to landscurve.com and you see the actual post and just click on that, right? Number 10, coping strategies for relationships. Educate yourself. Learn about schizophrenia to better understand your loved one's experiences. Encourage treatment. Support and encourage consistent medical treatment and therapy. Open communication. Maintain open and honest communication about emotions and concerns. Patience and empathy. Be patient and empathetic, recognizing the challenges your loved one faces. Establish boundaries. Set clear and healthy boundaries to protect both individuals in the relationship. 
Seek support. Connect with support groups and mental health professionals for guidance. Schizophrenia is a complex condition that requires a multifaceted approach to treatment and support. With advancements in research and increased awareness, individuals with schizophrenia can lead fulfilling lives and their loved ones can play a crucial role in their journey toward recovery. And that's the end of the reading. And so, yes, let me see what Dr. Tracy Bond said here. Yes, you know, I know. Thank you for covering me with show protocols for this and future broadcasts. I speak truth in the spirit of unconditional, of course, agape love. That's right. That's right. You know, and let me tell you something. You know, a lot of us can accept all kind of stuff and reject a sister or brother who many feel are coming in something that they think is not or there's nothing in it that's good. There's good in a lot of things. There's bad in a lot of things. It all depends how you use it. Let me tell you something. That knife that you use to cut the chicken in your kitchen and cut vegetables and stuff, that knife can be a weapon and kill somebody. That that pen that you use to write, you could be writing a love note to somebody or a, a card of appreciation. You stab somebody in the eye that goes to the brain and kills them. It's not the actual vehicle. It's the person inside the vehicle. How did he use it? The car gets you around. We need vehicles, right, to get around a little faster, more efficiently, and keep the elements off of us. We can turn around and run somebody over with that thing. We can take anything and make it bad. You can put a tub full of water, about a foot high, and push somebody's head in and drown them in a little bit of water. I can go on and on off the cuff with examples. Well, yes, Dr. Tracy Bowen, if you're ready to come on in, just come on in, and then we'll allow dialogue you know, with her, and we'll all dialogue together. And we'll get down in this thing. In the comments, we will, you know, flash across the screen. And, and we're going to enjoy ourselves while kind of opening our eyes to certain things where maybe we know all of it, maybe we know part of it, but hopefully we all can come away learning a little something. But um, I gave you the link, Dr. Tracy, but I may just put it here. And this is for Dr. Tracy right now. Um, when she's ready for anybody else to come on in, we'll um, have them come on in. Let me just put the link right here. And I have you come on in. All right. Whenever you're ready, Dr. Tracy. Like I said, this is myself, of course, and Dr. Tracy, because that the title came from her, and she wanted to talk about this more in depth. Yeah, there it is. There it is for you. I don't want to make you go all the way into your email and everything, you know, so there's the link. And um, in a second, I'm going to have to speak to someone who's here. And um, hold on one second, y'all. Yeah, we'll wait. Champ, you you get ready to go? Okay, I'll be down in a second. I'll be down. Yeah, yeah. Or, or if you want, you can come up. I got something for you. All right, just come on. Yeah, I got the link right there. Was that thunder? It sounded like it was thunder. The rain was. It's, it's thunder. The rain. Oh man. <laughs> Save some water and water in the plants. Yes. Dr. Tracy, I have you on in. Thank you. Peace. Greetings. 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 I'm to you and this community. I'm glad to be here. And uh, I promise you I'm coming full of the spirit, but I am empty in my flesh. 
Um, this is a serious topic, and I want to honor our Creator, my spiritual Father, the Father of Lights, whose first words in creation were, as far as we're concerned, in our origin is his first words of creation were let there be light. And so I acknowledge Holy Spirit leading this conversation, being present, and actually traveling with us in our sojourns for truth. We won't know everything because we're not God. But we are made in his image in the mere seeking of him as we develop mature identities. The goal is to mirror. You know, ever read a book in elementary school called Who is My Mother? Where is My Mother? I believe it was a duck got lost or something and, you know, looking at everything he encountered to see who was his source of origin, the mother in terms of physical existence. And um, you've heard the term, you know, if you, many of us have, the rhetorical uh, term that you grow up with hearing, you know, all birds don't flock together. Chicken is a bird. He's a fowl. But he doesn't fly. And uh, his nature and his very design keeps him on the ground for God's purposes. But an eagle, you'll never see him with a chicken because they dwell in a, in a higher place in the atmosphere. They're up in the air, and they build nests and trees. Uh, they're mighty birds, warrior birds. Um, I would even feel safe saying they don't, they don't have too many natural predators because by the mere fact that they, they dwell in a high place and they rest in a high place, when they have to come down, it's for the purpose of sustaining their nutrition. So I'd like to talk with you, Lance. Thank you for um, the protocol. Yes. I've, sh I've shared in so much with in previous broadcasts, um, and I will always continue to share it for the reason that when you're broadcasting, and I'm familiar with podcasts, and I've had TV shows, podcast shows, you name it. Um, you don't know who is listening. You can't assume whoever is listening or giving you their attention at the time. You don't know anything about their motives, right? You don't know what brings them there. But you want to be particular if you're speaking for a purpose of 
dialoguing, transmitting information, and even reasoning together. You know, from a spiritual perspective, which is what I come today handling this topic, I got to keep this um, very narrow, and it is a complex topic. It's really nothing general about it, but my assignment, which I know when I got excited about this, and I said, yes, Lance, let's talk about it, because it seems that your broadcasts are covering things that deal with mental states, and they are connected directly with spirit. I'm going to dispel some things by actually just putting light on it, because from a scientific, and I'm going to use the word humanistic viewpoint, they go directly opposite of a spiritual viewpoint and perspective. And the Word of God will teach you that when you're trying to talk about spiritual things, it's like what you said in the previous broadcast. You mentioned this, Lance. You're speaking another language. And yes. I speak I speak with the language of a truth that through personal experience out here working with people coming in as a novice allowing the spirit to create me to be a source of communication I do a lot of things I'm not the person if you ask me what do I do I can give you a single answer but through maturity and development, which I want to preface when we go into this, really what schizophrenia is, the assault that it is, is why I choose the term slap on your very soul, on your very essence. Um, I've done work with this. I've seen it. I have experience from a family place. I have other people that are ministry colleagues. And when I use the term ministry, let me be clear. I don't have a religious bone in my body. This is not, I do not use the word religion because I'm consistent with what I've studied in Scripture. And Scripture says you can get a full knowledge. You know, we have to make sure that we stay within the limits of what is useful for us. And those who were people's lives that were included in these conversations with God, <clears throat> sometimes you have to, you know, it's better if you use the term conversations, you know, with God to come to a common ground with people. You know what I'm saying, Lance? Because if they don't know the language and you use terms that are like Bible and things of this sort, sometimes people are already yes. closed in their mind. You feel me? So you have to be very delicate. And most people understand what 
conversation means. It's not one way. And I'll always be talking with you all in mind. But today, I'm laser focused. Um, I appreciate you considering the visuals that I sent because for the things that I want to talk about, there's nothing like, you know, people learn very differently. I've taught people. In fact, I retired as a college instructor, higher learning, retired as a state university instructor, about 20, about 26 years old. And my preparation and in, in the area in the, in the college in which I taught was adult basic education. So I have a natural equipment for teaching things. I've homeschooled my children and for the purposes of saying that I, I didn't have a problem learning things as a child, um, I was a high achiever in school. I graduated top 10, and the Chicago Cubs gave me a renewable scholarship when I went to college. Wow. Pregnant going to college. I did different things. I was a person that had unique experiences in life, and I made breakthroughs. Um, I don't seek to be accepted as a result of a number of these experiences because one thing I can share with you all is the education that you receive when you attend to the school of spiritual life, which we don't, no one's mandating that we have to learn these things at a particular time. God's word says he set eternity in our hearts. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. But he has a, he had a 10-step program that he laid down for people that he called for himself. And if they simply followed these guidelines, because, you know, the humanistic worldview will teach you that man doesn't have a manual for life, but I beg to differ. It's here. And he uses fallible men. So I want to say I've had two different educations in my life. I've had it. I've, I've taught it. And then I had to surrender everything I had been taught through a system and a kingdom that has rulers that rule for the purpose of keeping control. And, you know, God should have been our source for ruling. Our very creator who made us knows everything about us. So we can represent, right, and dominate. This is what we were made to do. But through a conversation with an agent who was darkened, who didn't have a body, we lost some authority. Matter of fact, we we lost all authority. And so the Old Testament kind of shows us at what a disadvantage we were. But the, the word of God itself, the gospel, is a story 
of the king of all kingdoms on a divine rescue mission to restore us back to that state. And I pray that you all will be able to track what I'm saying because we have had a great assault done to us. And I think I left off on the on this last broadcast that you had talking about what a heinous thing it is, what a sinister thing, what a demonic thing it is, is to press to suppress someone who is seeking the light for their life and seeking truth. To withhold that and intentionally put in constructs, rules of laws or what have you to prevent them from seeking their very source of their existence. And uh, uh, I'm very passionate about this subject. Um, Schizophrenia is something that we have to look at and the way that I come you know, in addressing it and conversating about it is that it's a war that, you know, the condition of schizophrenia as we know it today, um, for common ground, I'm going to say, it is a war that a person is experiencing It's like a hurricane in your being. I'm not speaking to anyone particularly, so when I say your, I am addressing in context the person that's afflicted in this condition. Um, it's, It's a war that they're having with all parts of their being, mind, soul, and body. And it's internal. Who's going to jump into a fight that an individual is having internally? And the condition, you know, I know what they say scientifically, but when I was in my maturational development, The Holy Spirit had me in school to the point where I had to ask God, could I just work one day a week? I'm just laying a foundation here. We may have to have this conversation in parts, but it's important that you know the perspective in which I'm coming from. And I literally asked God, is it even possible to step out of this so-called rat race? We use that term. and We don't even realize what we're saying, you know. I understand this is what people do. They have to get up. They have to go to work, this and this. I said, but I am so interested in learning things that I never considered learning because it wasn't forced on me. 
because I didn't, you know, come up through the the experience of an institution. And I want to clarify, my family acknowledged God, but there was nothing I could witness of a daily relationship with him other than my my grandmother, um, who you knew had a relationship. But she was isolated herself, so she she practiced devotion. You know what I mean by devotion? Earth, wind, and fire has that song. You need devotion. Bless the children. <laughs> you yep. know they got that one. Then they you know when they get high, they say deliver. <laughs> Yeah, they From, hit the note. I right. <laughs> but that's what they're saying. Deliver. Exactly. Let me just interject. I have to go put the floodlights on and check my doors and little things will take five minutes. I'll be right back if you can just continue to flow. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So the high note, deliver. From the fruits of evil. Now, you want to call it black culture? Urban, I mean, you know, American, not necessarily urban, but why is it that a musical group representing elements in the earth can sing a song about devotion, connected with blessing, the children, and delivering? From the fruits of evil. That high note makes you pay attention, but you want to know clearly what they were talking about. Deliverance is a rescue mission. And we who believe, as we're looking at, only as students, from the perspective of being a student to learn what endowments we have as children of God, seeking to confirm that and submitting to the process to be made children. We hear the term in the world, oh, I'm a made man. Oh, I'm a made woman. Okay, but by who? Your creator wants to make you into a masterpiece full of light with love. He is the source of love. Who is content despite whatever's going on in the atmosphere with his peace in your person, in your being. And then the third thing he says is with a sound mind. I may not quote the scripture by chapter and verse, although I'm familiar with it. He granted me the answer to my prayer, allowed me to spend seven days a week. And then on one day a week, when I wasn't in that seven-day deep dive 
and coarse way in his word, which is here from the beginning, Genesis tells us. And the word was with God, and it was God. I had to reprogram my understanding of my orientation and existence in light of an atmosphere that seemed like they like this atmosphere was broken and um and I began to really be interested in how I could help fix my own brokenness through this life experience before surrendering my life, my energy, my education, and how I practiced my living for myself in order to help others. Sick people don't heal sick people. You can't push back dark things without having a stronger force or energy or element, which is light. And so as I approach this subject, the slap of schizophrenia, I have to tell you I'm approaching it from all the things that I said before, but experience. And I've looked as a natural person at psychology. I even studied it in school, but that's not what I'm here to do. I'm more of a spiritual psychologist. And there's even a term that they're using, they're calling it transpersonal. I just think it's funny how we just can't use the term spirit and we can't use the term soul without there being some type of uproar and challenges of thought. But when you lay and you, you give your mind to God and you surrender it and you come open, when you're open, you can receive things. But if you're closed, well, that's just where you'll be. You'll remain closed, which is the opposite of open, and there is no receiving. Uh, also, there's no giving. And it's hard for me, I don't know about you, but keeping it real. I'm not so spiritual that I can't be a normal human being, but I don't know, being spiritual makes you actually super normal because you're now living out of a realm that is superior than just an existence, right? So you have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a mind. And schizophrenia attacks those places, but it starts in the mind. Now, they've come up with these terms, and man has come up with the term schizophrenia, schizo, Greek word meaning split, and mind. Um... I'm sorry, to split the mind, phrenic, as pertaining to the mind. And I don't, I, I, again, the perspective that I come with is from a spiritual place 
of what has been written, stories that have been told as examples that we can look at, and then actually living the experience and ministering, which is a word, if I didn't share before, that means service. Okay, so let's just keep it. You don't have to go deep. Ministry means service. If you've ever, you know, uh, had to be administered medication or treatment or or something that involves service, um, that's what it means at its root. And uh, words are very important. They have power. Um, schizophrenia, this tack on the mind, fragments, and we never can measure truly to what degree that there are these fragments in the splitting, but it's enough to live in a world where we're dealing with some harsh things and environment that was never intended to be altered to work against us. So that's why. You know, we, we. I will always talk about warfare because warfare is the offensive and it's the defensive way to exist in the world, to, to secure that peace. And not everyone really knows that they can do that. And so I like to contribute edification for those who attend themselves to hear about it because I'm not saying all churches, but most, when I say the church and I mean bodies of people who are, for their, according to their understanding, um, they're coming there for some edification, be it service of things that are spiritual, a group of people that they can pray with. Maybe they have seen or witnessed people experience miracle um, events in their lives. Maybe they witnessed it. Maybe they've um, experienced in themselves in some way or um, been impacted by a testimony that they've believed. People come into these memberships seeking something. And uh, that's how we should come, humble. Humble, keyword, again, open and not coming from a prideful place. But we have to learn that because when we come to God, we come with all this junk. And, you know, to the degree that we've been vulnerable, to the degree that maybe there are things that were, you know, demonic, broken in the transmission of our code, our gene code, through our families, because Schizophrenia will tell you there's a number of things. Again, the key word when you deal with schizophrenia is it's a complex condition of a mental disorder. And God is a God of order. 
So the ideal and spiritual from spirituality and from word of, of the word of God and what Jesus did in his deliverance ministry to people was he first intended and he spoke that it was for his people first. And when his people challenged him, when he was doing these acts, um, not everybody accepted, not everybody loved it. And that came from a place of disorder. But the people who who were challenging him, they were in positions of authority. And they were supposed to be on an assignment to teach their own people. And it ended up going hellishly, do I say wrong? Well, in a sense, yes, because that's not what should happen. Teachers should not be attacking those who put them in a position to do such things. And ultimately, they rebelled against him. And this was all for a purpose. When you want to change your thinking, you got to submit to the process like a child. And this is how God looks at us. You know, we he, he is divine source. He wants us to come to him for everything and be entirely dependent. And from that place, enjoy our lives. Schizophrenia, as we know it today in modern times, we don't have the best understanding of what it is. And if you go to look in the Bible for schizophrenia, you won't see it because it wasn't a term that was used back then. Um, split your mind. You're not one mind. And to be whole is to be one. Truly. And ideally with God in harmony. With a mind that can focus, that can pay attention, and that can function in a way that serves the well-being of the person and also in interacting with others. And that's going to be disrupted in various degrees when the mind is split and fragmented. And I come from a place of compassion um, when I talk about this because some people experience it from, like I said, from trauma. And the other thing that as we continue this conversation, you're going to find surprising is <clears throat> um, not necessarily the splitting of the mind, but when God administers divine discipline because he needs he needed to use an example for us to see how people who think they are their thinking is correct in their own estimation pride and all these things they are candidates for being brought low and exposed for that and 
And I can tell you just the revelation of that, having studied it in the word, is how God dealt with mental illness. You know, it's pretty eye-opening to see him. Um, should I don't want to say take the mind, but a person can be stricken. And those are the terms that were used or, or slapped or smitten, you know, whatever thought process they had, um, especially if they were in a position over other people. We see that in the Bible in the case of a king, Nebuchadnezzar, who was um, thinking some pretty pretty detrimental things, and he was over people. So his mental condition, his way of thinking was going to be harmful to them. And so, you know, he had a dream that took his, his peace from him. And then eventually, you know, as good as God is, he'll set it up where the people that he was consulting couldn't give him an interpretation of his dream. But God sent him someone that made it very clear and could interpret it. And right after that, this man's state of being in a, this man's state and as a leader, as a king over these people, Babylonian people, I'll go into that a little further, um, was, was demoted out of the human kingdom to a lower animal state. You know, his life wasn't taken, but his level of living was demoted to that of an animal. And his mind had to be returned to him, in a sense, restored and given to him after a seven-year period of eating grass like a cow. I love the number seven all throughout the Bible. And I, I don't care what belief system, culture, all across the world, seven is recognized as a powerful spiritual number. And, um, I want to say, I believe the year 2022, no, it was God, but, um, you know, he gives you level of appearances when you manage truth well and you teach well to edify and equip people to improve their thinking so they can improve their lives by applying that thinking. I was in Women's Day magazine a large portion of the year because a journalist uh, through, you know, a just convergence of us connecting um, allowed me to give explanation of the value of numbers. And I'm going to keep it right there. God is the source of all knowledge. We are not. Our very earth, our existence is based on 
mathematical foundations. Even nature is designed with shapes to function on mathematical grids. And as I go forth, don't don't lose me. Stay with me. I'm taking you somewhere. Um, we'll do well to appreciate the design of nature. Everything is designed to function a certain way. But when it's disturbed, then it won't function the way it is designed. And our soul is our center of our being. We are at the top of the hierarchy of things that are living. There's all different kind of kingdoms, and they have orders. But the greatest assault to the living being, which is us, at the highest order, we have been given bodies. We come into the earth, and we have been given bodies by exceptional design to protect our spiritual essence, their vehicles, right? And so they're subject to wear and tear and breakdown, and that's because the design was breached in the garden. At some point, we'll get to that. Everything goes back to, what can I say, the the breach of the program for living that was effortless. It was paradise, basically, until the thoughts were changed, if you will, due to conversation with something that was not legally um, allowed to engage at that level. And for, for these purposes, we'll say the serpent, which is a symboli- symbology of the, the enemy. He wasn't a human. He's a darkened angel, mentally ill that had the ability to take on forms of things. And even to this day, you know, when we talk about mental illness, I'm going to look at it and I'm going to teach it from the spiritual perspective, warfare included, that this enemy has a rank order over rebellious, bodiless, Spirits such as himself. And he needs, thank you, and he needs, in order to do anything to disrupt our system, he needs access to our bodies. And you can be wounded and healed from that. There are things that we can apply as medicines physically to heal us with that. But the assault on the mind to the degree that something is split, if you if you splinter wood, right, let's say you hit it with an axe, and splinters scatter, how can you collect all those splintered pieces? 
going to be a challenge. But the scriptures are telling us that administering and serving with compassion the belief that those splinters can be recovered. This is the deliverance work that we continue now that Jesus has ascended after completing his assignment. And with that, I flow and say we are all on an assignment. We have different things that we were brought here to do. But man, if he's never been taught, he has to understand that we are like God and the process into which we come to understand this and live to our greatest potential is to undergo a type of metamorphosis, like a caterpillar. You know, there's a time to be carried. There's a time to explore. And we always explore from the floor. Babies, you know, usually crawl before they walk. And then they go through this metamorphosis that requires a complete dissolving of their being with the purpose of becoming something that's a masterpiece and one of the greatest examples of complete transformation. And this is the work that I do. When Lance, you post, you know, my website, it's something of a phenomenal work that I'm doing because although I'm talking about genius, I'm really coaching, guiding people to know that there's something that is deep within inside them, that has been with them from birth, that enables them, if they focus on developing it, is tethered to their destiny success. And I have a university for it. I have courses in it. And I can certify them or others in learning this process. And it's to become a spiritual butterfly a human butterfly. We're on this realm in earth, but God's intention is that we will be able to fly. And this assault on the soul and the, and the, and the essence of our being cuts our wings. In fact, it, 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 it disrupts the growth process, and that's the tragedy. Um, people who exhibit the symptoms of the split state, uh, they say should, need, should seek medical attention, and I agree, especially if it is severely, uh, you can see the symptoms manifesting. And in spiritual um, ascension, we, we understand, and I should say our development, continually giving our attention to the word, we see the compassion of God that in that 
He wants us to do everything that we can to prevent our minds from becoming disabled. There are things that are going on in the world that we cannot control. We leave that to God. But in our inner man, when we lose the ability to control our own internal order, we are in the most dangerous position and condition. And, you know, modern thought and scientific thought um, states there's, you know, that's a hard thing to to uh, be cured. But it ideally can be managed somewhat with medication. But that's for the physical part. And what I've always been intrigued by and challenged is that how can we truly be in the business of health care and healing and we don't get training or we don't give place for dealing with the spirit and addressing the things of the spirit. So, again, coming from a spiritual place, um, when it's not the discipline of God because of high-mindedness or ego that puts a person in a what you call a state of what God looks at, I mean, pride, he looks at that as almost madness because nothing's greater than him. <laughs> again, the relationship is supposed to be one of of honor and reverence and um, dependence on one who's ageless, one who has no parent, him, he's the creator. And, and not going too far away from this, but this is why we're given earthly parents. We don't come here knowing what to do. But the ideal parent who's spiritually intact will hopefully be a blessing and and guide in the period of development, that caterpillar state, until God steps in as they seek him. There's a time. How does a caterpillar know when it's time to transform? Because there's something within their design that lets them know. And anything, we as believers, as we mature, we should feel the same compassion God has or a parent would have if they see something that's disrupting their child's development. You with me, Lance? Now you see where I'm going? Mm-hmm. We are a threefold being. We have a body, a mind, and this spirit. And yeah, these things, amen, and these things are the physical, non-physical, and metaphysical realm of our existence. You know, psychiatrists use terms like conscious, subconscious, and per-conscious. And then you got philosophers 
men who share their ideas and their theories, and they call it the id, ego, and the superego. And science calls this energy, matter, and antimatter. And poets speak of it as mind, heart, and soul. And even New Agers, they have referred to it as, as a mind, body, and spirit thing. I'm going to take some information from a man named Ego Mean Joseph, who actually wrote a book. He he suffered and was afflicted with this, quote unquote, schizophrenia. I wrote the book, Schizophrenia, When Body, Mind, and Spirit Go to War. Last year in April, he published this, and it's profound. I share it with you. It's really eye-opening from someone who went through it. and. His healing brought him to a place of such an organized mind, revelation, that he can actually edify you to put these things in perspective. And I chose to share them with you today. This wasn't my plan, but again, the Holy Spirit's mission is to lead us into all truth. And I submit to you that schizophrenia it's not so much a disease. Now, spiritually, it will put you at disease. God bless you, divinely blessed. That's right. It's a kind of a language happening in the mind that switches perception. The spirit is the unpart is the unseen part of the whole thing and the mind deals with brain processes of thoughts filters and even intelligence and the body is a vehicle it's a carriage for the mind and the spirit so we would even say of spirit you can use the term soul and you can term, use the term essence interchangeably if you like. And uh, God is the creator of this triune being. So we always want to position ourselves from a place of wanting to be healthy and in harmony in all these aspects. We, we have to submit to our manufacturer. The origin. He wants you to come and learn of him. Spirit places us in a mind and body in our existence for to complete an assignment, as I said before. And when you can't enjoy that, there's a reason. Um, my disclaimer is I am not a scientist. I'm not a new age scientist looking for something new. I'm of the belief that there's nothing new. I think that technology, although it evolves, it's also changing for a purpose. As we continue to increase in wisdom, 
all our wisdom is not enlightened. And so technology that man develops can also be used by God. But but in our evolution and spirit, we ought to be becoming better. Not Not designing and producing and be in the business of creating things that impale us. Like what's going on now. Oh, we love artificial intelligence, but listen to the word, artificial. It's not fake. I mean, it's fake. It's not real. Let me tell you something about this schizophrenia. As I was preparing my narrative for this exploration of the slap that it is, I've already talked about kind of where it comes from, from a spiritual place. But what's really wicked is that schizophrenia by the quote-unquote medical society, and medical is basically a word that when we talk about those things, we're talking about arts. I like to say arts and crafts, you know, practices. That's what it is. That's why when someone uh, misdiagnoses you or mistreats you, right, and something goes wrong, surgeries, surgeries are cutting you and, and dividing something, splitting your body open to take something out. That's why they have something called malpractice insurance because their medical arts and crafts that they practice. Mal is the root word for bad. It's used in malevolent, maleficence, malignant. It's bad. And what's bad in particular with this schizophrenia that seems to affect one in 300 people. Schizophrenia is practically mental illness, I've said before, is practically a mainstream thing. And to the degree that people are splitting or that we're they're going as we would say sometimes mad. You heard the term? Didn't they have a liquor called Mad Dog? Yep. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? They telling you in the brand. This has the capability of of taking sanity from you. And these people who have these serious spiritual problems, to the degree that they are still able to tell you that they have them. That's that's a big deal and that's hope, you know, because you need your mind to cooperate for the order of your body to function in the way that you can enjoy your life. And thinking is a dangerous thing to do because if your thinking is disorganized, which is what, is a symptom 
of this condition. There are other things that come with it. it. So it's usually never just one thing. And I do know that when you go to see a doctor and you present to them, there are things that you will tell them. They will listen. They listen for symptoms. You can't make a diagnosis without observing a symptom. You can even apply tests, right, to prove what you are estimating, hypothesizing, guessing. And in terms of the spirit and spiritual warfare, we look at symptoms as curses. Okay? And curses do net, the Bible teaches a curse will never come without a cause for it. So let's understand that. This ain't just something that happens out of nowhere. Because, of course, science will do that. Science can be very sinister because of the powers that come with people who are trusted. And we have to trust that their estimation of things, their ideas, their thought process, believers or not, we have to trust that and we give them powers that can can determine the quality of our lives. If you do some research, and I mean very light, because the Internet is very heavy with things that are humanistic, and there's search engines that can control things that you can see and you can't. I, I, I can't even tell you how many interesting sites I wanted to go deeper on a particular subject that kept giving me error 404 codes. Wow. And I told you, uh, Lance, that I was going to share some things that I think will be shocking to many of us. And it was especially shocking to me. But when I'm seeking truth, one thing I have learned is the Holy Spirit leads me to it. I have to accept it. And there's something in my essence that will let me know, even if my mind needs a minute to catch up to what was revealed, the light in my soul will sense that it is the truth because I'm always dependent, humble, and asking for things to be revealed. This is the source of my spirituality and my growth. I didn't go to a man. I asked God. I communicated from within, and then I was met with some understanding that the scriptures say Jesus has to control. He opens the mind in the book of Luke to understand things. I believe in the chapter, uh, 26th chapter, he had to open the mind to understand what's going on. So you can go to Sunday school, you can read the Bible, you can exhaust your energy humanly trying to understand things and be locked out. You can't even log in sometimes to your own device or your own um, network profiles on things in this world today because they got to give you a passcode. So accepting Jesus and genuinely seeking to be led, 
seeking to be led by light, the Holy Spirit, whose mission is to help you come to that butterfly state in your life, is to cooperate with the leading. And it's so fantastic because it's real life. It's custom to you, people you meet, experiences you have, and including the knowledge that you take in. It's supposed to lead you to the best place of being the best spiritual being you can be in this human body. Um, when I began to look up where schizophrenia came from, as a spiritual or as a minister of deliverance that is passionate about seeing people rescued from a diminished capacity state, and especially people who have lost the war in their minds. Um, it was surprising that schizophrenia is is not touched on even in biblical terms or language. Schizophrenia is um, a construct, if you will. And I'm not going to go deep today, but I'm leading you to this to show you that we see it in slavery. And it was used and designed by the cooperation and the influence and the authority of these so-called psychologists to actually justify slavery. And what you all may be shocked to learn is that you would be diagnosed as schizophrenic and split in your mind if you were attempting to run away or even thinking about it. Respond to that, Lance. I had a phone call. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Keep going. I'll pick up and I'm going to answer you on that. Okay. Yeah. So what I want to state is what is your response to me introducing this fact? Is this something that you were aware of? I'm just curious to know. As far as the topic is concerned, introducing these facts, well, what's not addressed in the intro that I read, there's nothing mm -hmm. about spirituality. Absolutely not. Yeah, and see, that's the most of it right there. You know, if I'm deficient in vitamin C, how are you going to overfeed me vitamin A and think we're taking care of the issue? It has to be specific as to what the condition is. Now, we absolutely, know that absolutely. schizophrenia is an umbrella term because as it, it as it pertains to each individual, it's slightly different in its variables and how to treat it and deal with it. But the underlying thing is that it's a spiritual issue. Yeah, there may be chemical imbalances and maybe we can get a little more schizophrenic when our blood sugar gets lower and it amplifies it up because we get annoyed. But 
That's why I'm so happy to have you share your perspective and your knowledge of those facts because, again, just like we know with the medical field, they like sickness to continue on without a cure so they can continue to make money. There you and go. so this is what the mental health industry, there is no cure for anything. There's just stuff to stop the smoke and not keep the, and keep the fire going. When a fireman comes around to your home, if you happen to unfortunately have a fire, they don't come out and say, well, we got rid of the smoke, let's go. They got to get rid of the fire and the smoke takes care of itself. So you got to take care of the spiritual issues, which in this society, everything seems to be pulling us away from that. You go down the Instagram timeline, you're going to find some kind of way of finding either a lust for cars, a lust for women, a lust for men, a lust for money. And it's pulling us out of that spiritual minded awareness that we need. It's not an option. We need this more than we need anything else. And when I look over the years of my life and even my social media journey, it's quite evident. We're trying to fill the bucket with lots of water that we need, but there are holes in the bucket. But we think, oh, God, it's no, not a hole in the bucket. We just got to keep putting more water. And we're getting drained out by not addressing things properly. So this is necessary. And really, we should think from that standpoint with anything first. There you know, we go. Good thing. We, why aren't we acknowledging the spiritual aspect? Look at the society, how it's going on. It seems to be spiraling out of control. I could only imagine the incidence increasing of mental illness as not only the decades go by, but year by year. We have kids killing their parents if they don't buy them a toy. We have all different types of lifestyles going on that are not fulfilling. We're reaching in the wrong direction. And then on the religious aspect, we think if we just go ahead and, you know, oh, let's just get into religion, that that alone, punching the clock in on a church or the house of worship is going to do it. It's not. No, it's more, not. Not, no more than me going to a supermarket where they have food and me grabbing up nothing but sugar. And we say, well, that has calories in it and go home and eat it. And that's all I eat, mix it up in water and drink it, and I kill myself. And my blood sugar, my pancreas is malfunctioning. So why don't we focus on that more? Because it's somewhat of an unseen thing that we've become numb to. And so that's not addressed because if you notice on a spirit level, if you see a dog or any kind of animal that might bite you when you encounter it in the street, they can sense fear. They can sense if you're not scared. Even animals have that spiritual element where they will do to one what they won't do to another. There we and go. so with this situation of schizophrenia, if there was the spiritual element being dealt with, you wouldn't have as many cases uh, manifesting this way, you know, because there's a pull on us. There's a pull in the society, in this world, to pull us away from being aligned righteously. Correct. Doesn't mean Perfect. We all go over the double yellow line. We all do things sometime and have to correct ourselves, correct ourselves, but at least we self-correct ourselves according to that intuition and what we know to be right. But now there's so many things pulling us off that we have these situations with individuals that we feel were the epitome of righteousness, you know, um, but we sh shouldn't put our faith in man that way, but the standard. 
If we all obey the rules of the road, there will be no accidents. It's only when someone disobeys the rules of the road that you have an accident because somebody's at fault. So when you have things like this happen, it's because there's something around us or something we lacked in our upbringing to know. And this is why I thank my parents so much that even though I did all kind of crazy things when I was younger, I always had that lifeline to pull me back into what was right. And that's why I never lost my mind or fell into any of these conditions. We have to address that part. And I'm glad you're here and you're doing an excellent job. Thank you, sir. And so by you even mentioning that, and we look at the lower, which is the animal kingdom, which is just under us. Let's still keep in mind that we dwell in an atmosphere with beings. You call it a demon, you call it what you want, but they are disembodied. They don't have bodies, but yet they're here. And they are here illegally. And if we get the proper understanding of this by going to the source, you have to go back. For your purpose, again, you don't have to know all. But we come from cosmos. We come from a higher order that can't be seen to have this physical existence. Now, staying with the subject of the animals and, you know, this is basically the state of our captivity with regards to slavery. And it is still affecting us. We're in a state of psychosis. Oh, well, you're hallucinating. You're having delusions. You're just having disorganized thinking. How many people share that with you if you're really listening to them? Oh, I think I heard something in the room. Oh, I believe this person, paranoia is connected with the symptoms of schizophrenia. But again, it's a condition. And there's hope. But it's going to have to come from a spiritual realm as it's an attack from the exterior that disrupts the interior order. Now, the relationship If you go on Bing or Google, you'll find truth. It's right there, but you got to be looking for it. There was a relationship between what they say is the development of this condition. And it's complex. Well, of course it is because the environment conditions, the suppression and oppression, that's that's what you experience when you are a captive. And it will affect your mind because physically you can't change things that are going on in the outside. But you mean to tell me now you're going to scandalize me that by telling me my very soul that was created to enjoy liberties is now subject to not being at liberty. Who doesn't, who haven't you heard say, Ooh, I'm so grateful to God that I woke up in my right mind. What is that right mind? What is that right mind? It's a mind that your creator is keeping together for you. And if it were not for the marvelous, tremendous work of the Holy Spirit, we couldn't keep it together. He's telling us, keep your mind stayed on me. And then once Jesus 
comes from the cosmos in the form of a body that we're in. So we would, who's going to talk to something invisible? No, he had to manifest himself in a human. Who is this? Oh, Mr. Valley Bliss. They're looking for an open source who welcomes these bodiless things by way of drug use. Well, absolutely. And I'm going to go even deeper. Based on the fact that I told you, a bodiless being can't do anything except by force on a weakened, vulnerable human being. For them, it's the breaking in. It's really, for lack of a, 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 and I'm going to go here, it's a rape of the soul. Yes, indeed. It's a rape of the soul. And an ordered mind would not welcome a violent act of breaking into body, mind, or whatever. But we we have become so spiritually sick that we'll actually present ourselves to these kind of operations, which have a, a dark origin and source. But Bing says that the relationship between slavery conditions and the development of schizophrenia is a complex issue that you have to take into historical, sociological, and psychological factors. Hold on. And there is evidence that black Americans are diagnosed with schizophrenia at higher rates than their white counterparts. Let's go right there. Who's doing these diagnoses? And are they proper practice or are they malpractice? Are they subject to biases? Because the fact is, 1% to 2% of practitioners in the field of psychology are black people. That means 98% of non-black Americans are the ones making the decisions about your mental health. Now, that causes a disparity, right, in the diagnosis. And then the other thing that black Americans are subject to, as I talked about in the previous broadcast, is lack of access to high-quality health care. And then when you present yourself, is it going to be fair? And then if you express any kind of doubt Because I know a lot of black people, especially black men, that will say, no, I don't need to go. Matter of fact, they don't even want to go to the doctor and suffer illnesses that end up, you know, progressing because they don't want to give their mind and their thought to even running tests on the symptoms. There's a book called Medicine and Healing in in the Age of Slavery, and it's an outstanding book. I came across it on a Facebook Live, and I learned that the people who were presenting this information, they weren't even black. I can't say enough. We don't take time to study our own maladies, but there's other cultures that are. Why why is it they know more about our lower Life existence. And as you said, Lance, when we talk about slavery and we talk about captivity, the worst kind 
could be people who bleed blood like you. The word of God says we were all created under one man. It all goes back to one, right? Race itself is a construct. And we go along with it because it's mainstream. These things are intentionally uh, introduced to distract you from the truth. How can we have a race? Race, if you look up the origin even of the word race, and I'm not going to depart too far, but I'm telling you, we need to understand words. We need to get dictionaries. If we're talking about Hebrew, we need a Hebrew dictionary. I think someone in member of the community mentioned get a strong concordance. Absolutely. It's like a, a manual of codes that you can ascribe to a particular word because every word in Scripture has an order. It has a code. And you'd be surprised that you might have received another gospel or been misled with another message for not seeking to have light and a confirmation of what it is that you're exposing your mind to, especially when it comes to these things of the spirit. But race is a construct. There's no such thing as race. When you look up where the word came from, it was referred to games and a competition. It's nowhere in the word of God. There were tribes of people and scattered. Again, you see this departure and this constant ebb and flow back and forth. We talked about, you know, this when I was trying to address the concern that Brother uh, Malachi had on your topic of the black church as a mental institution. Anytime you are going back and forth in your thoughts, you are looked at from the perspective of the creator as someone who is fragmented. You are supposed to have one mind and one soul and one harmony with your creator and men. But when you back and forth, you one state here, right? You somebody in the morning, somebody at night, Dr. Jekyll, died. We all know people like that. Maybe we've been the ones that have exhibited that mood swings. We better get that thing under control. And if we don't feel we control it and we have confirmations of people who love us or, you know, who are observing this and they recommend go see somebody. Pray first. Ask God to show you who is going to be someone that can contribute to your healing and not add more heaviness to the oppression because particular diagnosis and biases, they can be misinterpreted. Anything you can say in the case of slavery, if the master found out you were talking about running away, that's your spiritual nature and your right to want to be free from a captive situation, especially by another human being. Because we were brought here not to be over each other but to coexist equally in our creation by God. So this has caused a lot of problems because with that diagnosis, now here's what's weird. You might not be able to afford it as someone that's, you know, what you believe is doing the right thing. You going to work to make a living. You trying to manage a family. You trying to deal with all these uh, disparities in the world and these outside pressures that if they push their way into your spirit, 
once they get in, they don't take you up. They take you down like spiritual gravity. That's where we, we, we diagnose depression. Wow, no matter what, I feel like I always got this heavy cloud. You know what I'm saying? I always feel like it's raining. Something from the outside has gotten in, and it's pushing you down. And if you stay down long enough and there's no intervention or change in that state, then you can become possessed by a greater force. In this case, darkness. God's force of light is to liberate you, and he tells you, those who know the truth, that truth will set them free. So again, this is the, the spirit in which I'm addressing these things. And I'm using, yes, my natural process as an educator of adults and also as a spiritual educator, speaking to us as children, no matter what place we are in our spiritual uh, caterpillar to butterfly evolution. Lack of access to high quality mental health care has caused uh, things like um, crime, right? And then what happens as a result of you uh, not getting attention and care? Or you're in an environment where you're forced to commit crimes. What about gangs? The gangs that are Influencing you in your environment, something I think they call, um, let me just digress here for a second. I want to use a term but not go too technical. Um, epigenics is the study of how your behavior and your environment can cause changes in the way your actual DNA works. Did you know that? Hmm. Yeah. Epigenetics, we need to look into. They're reversible. They they change when I say your DNA. They change how your body will read. And let me make a, you were saying, Lance, that I'm able to take complex things and make it simple. Your DNA carries your identity. And it carries light and dark things in it. It's like a book. It's like really a computer code. And it can be, in science, you can manipulate it. And you come here with this DNA in your human being that puts uh, typewriters. It's like a typewriter code into your DNA, and this is where we have, yeah, propensity for things like disease that you inherit, but we have spiritual DNA too, and, and for the purposes of the Spirit leading us into light, the Holy Spirit wants us to know that we have code from God, and we want to operate from that code. Because the other code subjects us to all kind of diseases and, and, you know, things of this sort. And what's really sinister is two years, I believe it was two years ago, and if I'm wrong, look into it. But there were two women scientists that were given the, um, 
believe it, it was the no is it the Nobel Prize because they successfully were able to cut out parts of DNA. And what they're going to tell you, the media and the world, they're going to celebrate it because they're going to cause you to think that this is for, you know, the greater good. And the thing about a lie is that it has an element of truth, but it's not complete. There's something wrong with it because the agenda in doing that is to retypewrite a code onto you. And we can talk about that till kingdom come. We can talk about what these um, viruses and these things are, are really going to do. Why do you have to put something in my body to protect me? I'm born with immunity. Well, guess what? As a believer, you can also invoke spiritual immunity diplomatically over your body. We are in a war. But we to, to be able to successfully remain victors and the place of victory that Christ won for us, we have got to end the war in our mind, in our body, and our spirit. That's the only way. So just looking at that, and then I'm going to come go back where I left off at, telling you that these people, you mentioned Eugene, Bluer, whoever, you know, they came up with this stuff. It wasn't in it wasn't in scripture. Scripture dealt with a person's mental illness as being in need of displacing whatever was the source of that. And in the case if God struck you with it, it's probably because you were prideful and ego. You're never more in danger of God's discipline than when you put yourself on the level of God. You didn't create yourself. You know, this was divine. You were on assignment and you were encased to come in here in a vehicle for existence on this earth. Again, not the enemy, not a disembodied spirit. It has no business here. But its intention is to rape your soul. And its food is when you're in this state, when you will become incapacitated or your mental is disabled to the point where you can't make decisions well for yourself. Now you need to be managed by another another human person that's part of a system. And I can't say enough, all these systems, we have to reprogram. We have to reprogram and it's going to take spiritual reprogramming. Antivirus. Let God reveal that divine code. It's nothing wrong with it. It has no flaws. But it's our nature apart from him to be more subject to the flaws. People didn't age at the beginning like we do now. 
So now everybody's doing everything to want to live forever. With all this disease and stuff that's going on, who wants to live forever? Serious. Man, look at nature. Nature began to heal when we left it alone. Pandemic shut everything down and the waters cleared up. The trees were growing. The animals weren't being hunted. They were able to repopulate. I mean, God says that nature can be used as a chalkboard to teach you things about the spirit. You couldn't see those things, you know, happening, you know, when you're in a lockdown state. But you were put here to have dominion over nature. Now, isn't that something that you ended up being locked down? <laughs> and someday we'll talk about that because I got the real on it. I got the real on it, the Hippocratic Oath. And then that's something. God says, don't ever swear to man about anything because you don't have the power to back it up. I believe someone in the chat denounced the power of the name. Names are everything because if you don't name something, how do you know its function? A name is supposed to describe its function. And God gave Adam the ability when he created him to name everything. Before Eve ever showed up, that's why he's he was more upset with him because he had the he had the instructions and the authority. So we have to look when they give us names and these stigmas and how these things are being used. Who created this? And of course, it was designed. Uh, what what did what did Neil Fraser say in a previous broadcast this this mm-hmm. past week? He said these laws weren't designed to work for us. <laughs> these exactly. system, yeah, you know what I'm saying? These system creators were putting these things together under the influence of disembodied spirits who are, due to our disobedience, and this is how God works, if you won't listen to me, and I'm on your side, I'm, I'm your spiritual parent, I want to see you succeed and enjoy everything. That I have created. Ain't that what your parents tell you? I worked so hard to give you this and that. Well, God did too, but it wasn't hard. He's just saying you're royalty. You know, from your source spiritually. Now, if you don't know that or you don't want to believe that and you don't care to do that, well, then, okay, your, your, your soul is ill. And I'll try to do what I can to help you. I'll send some people of light. They do the work, spiritual medics, whatever. But if you don't want that, and you delight in remaining ignorant. How many people I have talked to that have told me, I don't want to know? My own daughter, let me be transparent. She brought someone one day, as I was having, the way I got called was I started having a Bible study with women at my home, and then it was so many people, I ended up bringing them to my salon, and it was growing. People were telling people, she's showing us things that we've never learned in church, this, that, and the other. And then I began to say, well, God, I need more time. I need time to study. That's how I got on this track, because I did not want to take on a conversation about things with people that I didn't understand. You got to remember, I'm a teacher by nature at a higher education level. I don't just talk about things that I haven't explored and studied. And so... I was growing at a place that everybody else was, but I started to grow by leaps and bounds. I lost friends. 
I had doctors who were clients, and I'm talking about post-doctor, where you get the doctorate and then you go get another one. Wow. Okay. I don't know what happened, but it seems like our sound, your sound, Dr. Tracy, is off. I'm not hearing you. Okay. I know I didn't do anything on this side. I'm not hearing you, Dr. Tracy. Okay. Dr. Tracy, if you can, I'm going to put the uh, link back in the room. If you can come out of it and come back in, it should correct everything. Just give me a second. Okay. I guess it's getting good up in here. There it is again if you need to see it and come back on in. I see you, Tracy J. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's attainable. Especially the wisdom you have from, you know, going through life. You get like a sharp, hot knife cutting through butter. It gets easier. And I see Mercedes Romero Lino. How are you doing? Glad to see you here. I have no idea what happened. I put that link in the room and I know she has it, but the sound went out. Maybe it's like an internet thing on her side. Yeah, let's just give a little time. But yeah. Oh, yeah, I know you're good. I know you're good. Give a little time for um, her to come back. I'm zoned out listening to it in a good way. It's like real good nutrition. I like to hear sense. You know, truth and, and making sense. And it just replenishes everything that I already know. Whatever whatever I knew before that's not right, it chases it out too. So that's a good thing. You trade off. It's like back in the day when I would go to uh, the DVD and CD spots in New York. And I said, okay, on my budget, I only have money for three CDs. But I'd look, spend hours up in there, was, you know, enjoying the music and the atmosphere. And I have the three, Ds, the three CDs that I picked that I chose. Now I got the three. I'm walking to the cash register. Something else catches my eye. And I look and I'm like, oh, man, I have to have that one. So now the three that I chose, they're good. Now I see this one that's so rare and something that I forgot about. I got to get this one. So now I have to trade off and take one out of the three. Which one is it going to go? So we have knowledge already up to a certain point. But then we have something on a higher level that comes at us. It's like, whoa, I got to rethink everything I knew before. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just that this is so much higher. So when you hear things chiseling away, it's an upgrade. That's really what it is. Then you'll see in the CD spot, you're like, okay, I'll put this one back, but I'll come back for it next week when I can afford it. <laughs> yep. And you're right about that mix. That's right. Avoid them like the plague. 
That's right. Let's divinely bless you. Saying a lot of truth, a lot of good things tonight. We're going to hang out for a while. Um, I'm not even on my flow because I'm, I'm, I'm listening to. I'm sitting down in the seats, looking up at the podium, and um, Dr. Tracy was speaking. Because, you know, for the most part, I do so much talking. Well, people don't realize I spend a lot of quiet time. I spend a lot of quiet time reading. I spend a lot of quiet time in nature. You know, they say, oh, you talk a lot. Well, I got a lot to say, but I, if you look at the overall and knew my life, I'm quiet most of the time. Like I said before in different shows, it's funny because I tell people here that on jobs that I've had in the past, I'm usually known as the quiet guy. <laughs> Miss Baby Powder came on one show one night was telling everybody how, yeah, Lance avoided the break room like the plague. He didn't, you know, he didn't mess around. He'd come right on in, park his bus, go use the bathroom, and he was out to the point where a lot of people thought I was weird. And because I wasn't running the round robin of um, carnal physical uh, uh, expirations with other employees, female employees, there was a rumor going around that, hey, is this guy down with the rainbow? I'm like, whoa, I'm that quiet? Did you think that? But you never know what people are thinking. I'm going to, um, I'm wondering, um, we give it a few more minutes because there's no way that I would come behind Dr. Tracy and, and continue that high-level dialogue that she's given. So I, I, I probably will. Will I? I got a few things to do. If she does not come back, I don't want to stretch it out too long. I don't know if she can hear, but she left off. So we definitely had a connection problem. You know, networks get down, and, and even over here, that's why I tell everybody, you know, if this goes off, give me a few moments to come in on the internet through the phone. If my internet network is down, I'm not coming back <laughs> because that's just the way it is out here. But um, has been any problems for the most part, you know. Wow. Look at what Mick said. To first become a Freemason, their first initiation is that the man sleeps inside of a coffin naked with another man inside the coffin with them. Yeah, mostly the ones spreading STDs and HIV. Yeah. Uh, Listen, first of all, I'm not going in the coffin. Second of all, I'm not going in the coffin with no next man. Not that I don't, you know, like, he can keep me in there a week. Ain't nothing going to happen. You on that side, bro, you know, I'm on this side. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to be inhaling your farts. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tell a few jokes or whatever have you, but ain't no rubbing leg and come over. No, 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 no. You got to have that in you. You're going to have it in you. It ain't going to happen. Sorry, I don't have it in me. I guess I'm old school. I'm a flaming heterosexual. You know what I mean? I don't know no other way to win no other way. To each his own. Do what you do. That's not happening here. But yeah, the compromise of, of being in these different groups and is the sinister side of you not knowing what you're involved in until you're on, on the high, so-called so-called high levels. But is it really higher? You know. Early on, oh, no, it's not this, and you, it's a lie what you heard, and, you know, I've been kind of exposed to things to know and find these books and all. I'm like, okay, this is what y'all do? No problem. I'm out. You really have to be careful. You know, when you, you don't know people these days, so many people are seeking the answer, so many people are looking, you know, 
the right way in the answer, and they're getting into all kind of strange things. Seemingly intelligent people that you talk to in the street in passing, or you know his neighbors, or in the supermarket, or in a job, you know, you say, oh, they're, they're, they're good because what? how do you know? How do you know what goes on in their life behind closed doors and the inner uh, parts of their brain? You don't know. That's the thing. Doesn't mean you have to walk around paranoid. No. But be careful. You know, just be careful who you let into your life, especially those on the inner circles. You got to be very, very careful. You know? Mm. Yeah. Eula Davis, this is what she says. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I was enjoying the conversation for my son is going through something and I know it's some demonic forces. Yeah, Tracy J. Yeah, spiritual warfare, always trying to silence people. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's what it is. Now, if we were talking about who did what with who last night, who they think is sleeping with what and had the visuals of the carnal and all that stuff, yeah, you know, people are going to be here and there's not going to be a problem at all. You know, no problem at all. I've had shows in the past when I was in Orlando. I'm not going to say it was during hurricanes, but it was in hurricane-like conditions. And nothing happened with the Internet. And those shows were a little on the lower vibrational level. Then a whole lot of those. But still we found a way to bring it up a little bit, but... I've had shows where everything was seemingly fine and always issues. So they do pull the switch on you when they hear certain keywords or they see the certain, you know, flow is going on. They don't like it. Who are they? I couldn't tell you. But there's definitely something out there, and we know that. You know, intuition, we know that. You know, people say, approve intuition. Hey, listen, I've been living by it for a couple of years now, and it's never let me down. It's never let me down in situations. It's never let me down with people. And you know how to veer clear of things and prepare when you see something coming. And even the folks that are coming after you, you know, with their hang-ups or just being used as a vessel to get in your way, they're bedazzled because they say, wait a second, I was trying to get, you know, they may consciously think of it. They know what their mission is. When they don't accomplish it, accomplish it and you avoid the blow, you avoid the punch. That's like me leaning back and avoiding a punch that you just started throwing. But how did I know that the punch was coming? Because you got that kind of intuition. I love that. That's why I love spending time on myself. I love going into the deepest areas of REM sleep, the deepest, quiet, up in the mountains, mountain air, breathing. And just, you know, at one point I put my computer in my temporary setup because, as you all know, I'm not completed with every bit of the icing on the cake. but I took it out of there because I wanted to get into sleep more by seeing a computer to remind me, oh, you can get on. So it was a bedroom, you sleep, you have your computer elsewhere, and just live a simple life. And I don't mean simple like stupid. I mean uncluttered, uncomplicated, without these weird uh, spirits around you or people that you let into your life. You have to be very careful. I can't stress that enough. You have to filter who it is that you have come into your life. You know, when we're children, children are children. We let everybody in. Ah, that's my friend. Hey, come on over. You can't do that when you're an adult. Because I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and I said, listen, you have to be very careful, not just because of the person. And when they're good, 
And when it's a good situation, when it's something divinely ordained, it always works out. You just take your time. You don't rush it. And even you feel it. But some of these jokers could get it. You can't do that now. And the thing we have to look at, and, and, I, and I said this before, I want everybody here, not that I'm some big scholar, but this is something that I never thought of before. We kind of always look at how we see people. But maybe we'll have the upper hand if we kind of figure out how people see us. And they're not going to tell you to say the right answer. You know, they're not going to say the right answer. If they're not sincere and pure in their intentions, they're not going to tell you the right answer. You know why? Because they may have a secret agenda, a hidden motivation. So if you're a lady and you have an inviting cleavage that's really showing that day in that tight skirt, and you say, how do you see me? What are your intentions with me? Do you think that man is going to be honest and tell you? No. He knows how he sees you. He knows how he wants you. But he's not going to tell you. You see? And we have people who have good intentions that will see that same woman just the same way, not think anything of that nature. I say, yes, I see it, but I see beyond that. I see it with a little adjustment here and there that she'd be on her way on a different level of living. We have to see the potential in people, but how many people do that? When people look at you, what do they see? No, just go through a day and think that. Hmm, wonder how they see me. Now, you might not think that all day and say, okay, how does the cashier see me? She's got her head down counting money, so she's not paying you no mind. But the people that are talking to you, that spend time with you, that show interest in you, that seem to want to go to another level in your life. When I say on an intimate level, so it doesn't mean intimate in the bed, but more intimately to know you, which is a precursor for those other things. Sometimes they, they're enjoying what they see, and sometimes they're formulating a plan of attack. Okay, they're real nice. They're open. Oh, I can see they have a problem with loneliness. I'll be there for them and get next to them and get what I want. It may not always be something on the carnal physical level. It might also be where some of these jokers are looking for a place to live. Now, there's nothing wrong with needing a place to live. We all need a place to live, but some people come around you because they just want to use you that way. You look around the job in your car, you're at work, or they're home playing a video game. <laughs> you never know what the motivation is. But this is, you know, it is, yeah, yeah, you're right, Mix. The whole American society is a cult, narcissistic, and they look out for each other and come after you. You're dang on right. And that is not wackiness, that's not craziness, that's 100% fact. We reject lots of times those thoughts. Oh, that can't be. Why? Why? Why can't it be? And, and when you're spotted and identified as being not one of them carrying their spirit, you become the enemy and you must be destroyed. Oh, yeah, I'm going through that right now. Oh, it's no biggie. It's not bothering me. I can't be touched. I'm just saying that I'm on the cross threads of uh, crosshairs of all kind of attacks. And I'm laughing because at the end of the day, I know where I'm going. I know the fuel that I have in my tank. I know my tires are brand new and full of air. My tires have been aligned. My suspension is good. The roads are clear. And I know I'm going. And these people are like bots. You know, bots or automatic things when you go to a website. Pop up. Hey, may I help you? You think you're talking to somebody real. You're not. 
They're gutted out people. They're people physically, yeah, but they have no soul, and they're gutted out. But they, they, they had another mission inputted into them, and when they see that you have a certain spirit, they attach themselves to you. See? And the example I always use is on the old, maybe, maybe they still have it, but the uh, old computer screensaver where you had the cursor that you moved around, but there are a hundred fish or dogs or a hundred things that when you move the cursor to the upper left-hand side, everything follows you to the upper left-hand side. And when you move it down to the lower right-hand side, everything, so the only thing you can do to get away from these things is constant movement. But as soon as you stop and put the cursor, these things go down and get, just lay on top of you. You're not going to run your whole life. You have power over them. Of course you do. Just keep doing what you're doing and don't be distracted because they're harmless. They can't stop you from executing, but they can try to confuse your mind. Energy is a heck of a thing. Some people know how to manipulate energy that's out there against you. You have to know how to manipulate the energy in your favor. That no matter what is done, you'll always have the strength and the energy as long as you're not disconnected from the source. Now, you may call the source, and I'm not saying source like barbecue source. I'm saying source like source of power. You may call it one thing, and I may call it another thing, but it's that place of stillness and recharge, which I'm in that a whole lot. I need it, and I'm getting it. And those powers that out there, they can't touch you when you're connected. No way. No way. Yes, Mercedes says, I just spoke to someone about speaking from your soul. The person sounded like I said something out of this world. <laughs> yeah, because they're not on your level, Mercedes. No, they're not. You can't talk to everybody the same way. You're going to have a lot of low vibrational conversations, which for me, when I'm around those types of people, I'll get down with it just as a smoke screen to get me up out of there. Because they'll put me on weirdo status, which I don't care what they put me on, but it's like, okay, I'm going to get through this right now. Let me see what level they're on. And again, there are people who I speak to on higher levels than me. We all have people below us and above us in the ascension. And those are the people I learn from. I don't look at them like they're crazy. I'm like, oh, okay. Somebody said something the other day, and I was like, aha, I forgot to write it down. That one sentence that they said, I could have went on for three shows, two or three hours apiece. You know what I mean? And see, the thing is, Mercedes, like you said, the person is a Christian. They label themselves that, right? They, um, they're, they're, they're regimented. They, 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 their plane hasn't taken flight yet. You know? Oh, no, but Beulah, um, let me just say she will be back. Maybe something happened to power. Maybe something, you know, came up. But no, no, this is going, we're going to keep on rolling with this. And even on the topic of schizophrenia, and she mentioned earlier, she said, oh, this is such a broad topic. We can go in with every little morsel of the part. I'm here. The platform is here. We're going to do it. I ain't got no problem with it because you know why? I'm into this also. I'm, I was listening, listening. Had a phone call, got distracted, had to go down and put my floodlights on and make sure the doors. You know, I'm, all, I'm big on that. Check the perimeter. I guess that's the correction officer, me. <laughs> but, you know... That's that's not going to stop what's coming. Trust and believe. And I know Beulah will be back with that. I'm just killing time because um, I can't match her um, expertise and everything. So what we're going to do, 
we will come back and make another time. Guaranteed, as long as everything is all right. You know, that's how we're going to do. But, um, okay, Bueller, your happy time is here. Tracy Bond is back. Tracy Bond, Dr. Tracy Bond says, device not connected, but I do see you. I saw you pop in. So um, I'm going to wait here because I kept on talking to kill time. There's something more that you have to do, Dr. Tracy. Okay, there you go. Here we are, Beulah Davis. Beulah Davis. <laughs> she was so sad. She was into it. Oh, God bless you. Stay with it. Stay with it because the Holy Spirit is, I'm like I said, we're all vehicles. Humanly in our communication with one another. But the spirit is sharing these things to bring light. So spiritual warfare is happening before you. And I think if you have any kind of discernment or even if you're in the school of this, you'll see things happen during these broadcasts. Yes. And the word broadcast itself, Lance and I were talking about this, is a word for how we share the gospel. So he's so on point with the will of God. The word uh, broadcast comes from the word sowing. And what you sow is you sow, it's in the context of seed agriculturally. You want to harvest, you got to plant something and it has to be in seed form. And your words, when you speak to people are implanting seeds into them. So these are seeds of light, wisdom and truth. And you can ask God, he said, for discernment. Matter of fact, he wishes everyone had the spirit of a prophet. For if they did, what that means is we would all be messengers conveying his mind and his emotions and his essence. But to the degree that we're going to resist it, it talks about, you know, when people hear something that they don't like, which we, we which is going to happen because we have all kind of people. When you have a broadcast, you're going to have all kind of hearers, right? Mm-hmm. But people hear differently. That's why Jesus taught the parable of the sower in the gospel where he said when you begin to speak about the things particularly of the kingdom of God. Now, this is the gospel that you want to get. All kinds of people are telling you things, but he said the truth is about the kingdom, the government, the order of God, and it is in order in heaven. And you want to bring that realm of order into your life in your earthly existence until you return. And the kingdom also, this government is suffering violence. But the violence, the violent will take it by force. So we are going to have to do spiritual operations with the force of the Holy Spirit because we don't have any power on our own. So now that we're on that, or the Holy Spirit is leading me on that subject, let me talk about that in relation to schizophrenia. You are a, as a human being in your spiritual design you are a neutral being in this earthly realm of your existence okay you didn't come out of nowhere you were intentionally in the mind and the thoughts of God and he created you with purpose and he planted things inside of you that would enable you to grow 
according to his plan. But when you come in through sin and out of his order, then you're subject to various things. But you are still until you receive, you hear the truth of the kingdom of God, you get oriented to who Jesus is, what his name means, what these other things mean, and you give your attention to study. Second Timothy says, rightly divide the word. Don't just take a piece here, a piece there, because everything that is said in, 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 in the Old Testament, which is the legal words of God or the conversation of God, there's a new upgraded law. How many of you all know, and I'm not a lawyer, let me throw this disclaimer, but how many of you all know that you live, especially in the United States, when the believing fathers, created this nation, they did something that you won't find anywhere else in the world except for Israel. Israel and the United States of America are the only countries that actually established a contract, which we call contract is another word for covenant. And covenant can be used in a legal document or agreement or whatever. But again, not being a lawyer, that's the reason why we call it an Old and a New Testament, because it was upgraded. And when you, most people that have a, well, not most people, in our country, we have laws, and they had a, they had built a, a system of balance or governance that would match the triune union that we see in spiritual things, meaning, you know, the Holy Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit all working together in unity, but uh, in separate, uh, let's just say, functions, okay? So we had the um, executive branch, legislative branch, and the judicial branches. They're all supposed to work in separate functions, but unity together. And if a law goes out, right, because how do, how do we even get laws? Well, somebody has to submit a bill, you know, and then when these laws come through, now you're subject to them. And if there's a flaw in it and it went against what they develop as a constitutional right, then you had to basically upgrade the law. But rarely was a law just done away with. And I think that's because of the example of what we see with these cut legal spiritual legal agreements in the Old Testament. God, you know, his rules and his steps were being breached. And so, therefore, it was always, you know, the results of doing that, there had to be some discipline. And then oftentimes it was requiring death because God will never go against his word. But by sending Jesus. For our simple understanding today, Jesus basically improved it because now under the New Testament, by him satisfying death for everyone, no one's soul has to be condemned to death because somebody is covering it, paying your bills, all the damages, all the debts that you were going to owe because of your, your wrong way of living. And now you're free and you're under grace. 
It's like what we would call a divine pardon. It's not just what you say over your food when you have a meal. You have been divinely pardoned now. And because of what Christ does, he doesn't have to keep coming down here showing him, you know, showing up in a human body to repeat this process of death over again. The power of death is had been given to the enemy because we broke the rules in paradise. So a natural consequence. You have privileges taken away when you when you break the rules of your earthly parents. They would discipline you. Because they don't want you to be un uh what should I say? They want you to grow up being able to use your mind to make right decisions. And if you never get disciplined when you're acting in pride and all, isn't it funny that when a newborn baby comes into the earth realm, by two years old, they if they don't say anything else, they'll say no for they say yes. That's a program. <laughs> That's a program to be resistant. You didn't teach them to say no. They somehow know it. And we tend to call that the terrible two period because they talking. But their mental state is not developed. So they think they're here for everybody to serve them. No, you're supposed to care for them, watch over them, feed them, protect them, and make sure just like a plant, they get all the things that they need to properly develop. And God wants to do that with us too. But to the degree that we rebel, a life of consistent rebellion, Resisting intervention, you don't want to be taught, you don't want to do this, you're succumbing to the influence of darkness, maybe epigenetics is involved. You growing up in community, research shows the outcomes of people that do that. And praise God, there are some people that break away from it. But that takes a mental energy, a will and a fortitude to want to transplant to a better life, environment, and conditions. And God will support that. And sometimes you may have to do warfare. How many people have talked about having to get child get in trouble and you got to send them to another location? You might have to. You know, I grew up in Chicago. I'm a native of Chicago. I don't live there now. I live in a in a very affluent community that's basically eight blocks from Chicago, and it's like night and day. I feel like I'm in paradise. I can walk to everything. I really don't need a car. It's peaceful. It's peaceful in my building. I live in a renovated hotel that's kind of French provincial designed. Like some of the things you see in New Orleans. I mean, it's beautiful. A judge used to own this, and they converted into um, single living units. But I can tell you something. I've grown up in Chicago. I've spent 30 years in my spiritual development process, not with the noise and confusion, but out in my college community where nothing grew out there but corn. And I was blown away when I found out that Jesus said maturity in hearing the conversation of God is like watching corn grow in your life because you know it's time to harvest the corn when you see the ear. 
Come on, Lance. I'm waiting for you to go, mm. <laughs> I, I got a big one coming. <laughs> He's just he, dropping it. Dropping yeah. it. He said when the ear, not the plant out of the ground, but when you see the ear show, mm. then it's time to harvest it. This Then it's going to be the sweetest. This is what God wants us to complete is our proper development and mature so that we can hear, not rebel, not close our ears. You know, when you're a child, you don't want to hear something. What do you do? Who told you put your hand over your ear? Exactly. Who told you to do that? So that's our human nature, right? We're saying, no, I'm going to physically cover it. But what you're showing is something wrong in your spirit. Now, it, look, do that if it's evil. They show you pictures of monkeys with their hands over their ears, their mouth, their eyes, right? Hear no evil, see no evil, speak a monkey. Yes, you should do that when it's anything that you are detecting as of a dark nature or evil nature. If people are talking to you out of that spirit, stop it. You have that right. But when it's forced on you and all these lies... Things that media programs and we develop in with these systems in place and we give our attention to it. We have exposed ourselves to evil doctrines, teachings. Do you know why school is mandated? They're going to keep a watch over these seeds of ours growing up. Going to tell you what to teach. Going to tell you what you have to learn. And then somebody else says, well, I'm going to retain my right to privately educate my children, which I did. And I watched the gates of hell open up on my life. And then I learned what my rights were, what I could do, and I created a college. I called it the Academy of the Neo-Talented Tenth. Anybody heard of the Talented Tenth? Go look it up. W.B. Du Bois and, and all these folks. You have the right to educate yourself and your seed. No education should be forced on you. But if you have a government that needs your labor, because governments don't earn money, they 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 um, distribute, right? And they make transactions with the fruit of others' labors. The Federal Reserve... Boy, I'm I'm getting there. But I mean, these things, these structures that 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 they have put in place that are law. Well, if you live want to live in that country, then you got to obey their laws. But if you don't like it and you feel like increasingly your freedoms are being taken away, well, let's 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 keep it current. Right now, there's a window of time that will allow you to make your exodus or transport your living conditions and your territory someplace else. But we should pray about doing that because there's also an assignment for us and everybody can't get up and go. It's in the scripture where God says the times and the places of our habitations have been appointed. So the Holy Spirit will put some things in place to help you stay in a place until your assignment is complete. Somebody got to infiltrate with the light. So there's always going to be light and darkness. 
always. And that's that's going to be the cure for someone who has been suffering from a splitting of their very essence, their control center. It's going to take light and light workers who understand the protocols and the process of overthrowing disembodied spiritual influences or presences, we know that we don't do it in our own power. Because remember, humans don't have their own power. We are created beings, and we are given the ability, once we study, recognize, and accept that we are now After accepting Jesus, we are starting to look like him in the mirror, spiritually speaking. And he says, because I have conquered and finished and fulfilled the terms of the contract, you can go out and continue to do what I was doing by believing. I did. He did miracles, but he did them with people's cooperative belief. And he said, I wish I could do many more miracle deliverances, rescues, healings. He said, but the people will not believe. I've gone debt free in one day because I believed. And for years, I prayed believing And just like a seed, when you put it under the ground, you don't go stare at the soil where you planted it thinking it's going to come up the next day. God (laughs) said, you know what I'm saying? God's protocol is in the earth. He does business like a farmer. He said there's a seed time and then there's a time for harvest. So check it out. Four months, Jesus said, are between seed time and harvest. So I started to pray. In seasons of four months. And I could almost with accuracy tell people, if I start praying for you now and you agree with me about what we're praying for, in four months, that seed of that is going to come up. Now, some things that are tangled, and let's say the soil system is, you know, kind of corrupted, it may take longer. You know, God has told us if there's a field that becomes poisoned, like my my girlfriend, my client who was doing the testing for those for uh, soybean rust in the field for Monsanto, you might have to burn the field. You know what I'm saying? If the seed keeps coming up bad, maybe there's something wrong with the soil. Okay, so let's get back. So what you're hearing in your mind, what you're exposing yourself to, you know, orders it. You can pray for yourself. You can speak words for yourself. Some deliverances don't even require a certain external person. But this schizophrenia, quote, unquote, manifests with disorganization, degeneration, and eventually destruction with the mind. And it can be managed with medication. But you can't necessarily guarantee the cure. Now, I want to, again, state, when I've told you that as a human being, you have no power, you are in a neutral state until another force and influence comes over you. 
Remember I talked about the tree, and for those who are listening to that, great. For those that are just hearing it, God said we can use nature as a chalkboard. If you look at a tree, this is how spirit works. Tree ain't got no power. It's planted in the ground. It's got some roots, and all it's supposed to do is keep reaching up to the source and keep making more food and have branches and bear fruit. However, when the wind blows, we know the direction the wind is blowing it. Let's look at it as an atmospheric force, right? It There's another force outside of the tree that's causing its branches to move and its leaves to blow. We can see the, the sometimes if it's a young tree, you can see it bend. And if, if it's a strong weather tree, just look at an olive tree. God uses olive a lot. An olive tree is a carries bitter fruit, carries olives. But bitter can be medicine. It's another subject. The olive tree grows, my point is, under harsh conditions. Sometimes, a lot of times, this tree is weather beaten by the elements and it grows with very strange twistings. It looks gnarled. What tree grows up twisted like that? Something, an outside force, is causing it to do that. But it's a strong tree, and its roots, whatever's going on outside, its root system is not exposed to what what's outside. And if it's in proper soil, those roots just keep growing deeper. But the forces outside can change its shape and its position. This is how I look at a condition of mental illness. because. If an outside force can change the shape on the outside and there's any breach or trauma, consider yourself a living tree. God uses that terminology in the word of God as well. People are like trees. He's planted here. Storms and all those things, yes, they come to test you, but it helps you build a resistance. Lance, you can speak to this. When you're working out in the gym, you're building <laughs> your body your body and your muscle because you have to employ resistance in your exercise. Yes, indeed. And so we have to do the same thing. When these forces come against us, let them look let us begin to look at it as we got to build our muscle. Brain, like a muscle. You can fatigue your brain by pushing it to to extend more energy than it was designed to do. And that can cause breakdown. Oh, nervous breakdown. Neurology is medical and science terminologies. And that's because sometimes too many stimulus coming. And you just can't take it or thoughts. Out of balance. That's right. Some thoughts come in to rape you and and push lies and beat you with lies. Your environmental pressures. And if you don't have support and you're not connected, that's why it's no such thing as a solo spiritual existence. If you isolate yourself and you're not communicating with anybody, you are captive. Hands down. No one goes to war by themselves. So we're dealing with 
uh, I mean, legion is a term used in the word of God, which talks about thousands. Um, you want to recognize when forces are coming up on you and the enemy lies to us in our mind and people who are suffering with these um, conditions of mental illness that has split them, they begin to have manifestations or feelings of distrust and fear. And let me say this here. God didn't give us, and it says in the word, I do not give my people a spirit of fear. Did you all know fear was a spirit and not an emotion? He said, I don't give a spirit of fear. Boy, I got a relationship with a revelation about that because when we're in fear, we're already out of place. Fear comes to split you. What are you afraid of? Jesus came to tell us worry is a sin. And the more you begin to fear as a habit of thinking, well, then medical you know, industry tells us, well, that's anxiety. And then the word in the gospel, Jesus said, be anxious for nothing and prayerful about everything. Prayer is your communication with God for your own purpose. God doesn't need prayer. We do. We bring, he says, you can come to me. Just open up your mouth and talk. I'm there. I'm everywhere at the same time and I'm in you. My kingdom operates within you, but to the degree that you submit to its government. We're putting up with all kind of stuff down here, and the government ain't right. We've departed from the original covenants and the principles. They're, they're creating laws that say that the order is wrong, not right. They're letting people, by their own darkened minds, change laws. Am I right, Lance? Am I right? And you know what's right to do. But no. now they now but now you're being told if you open your mouth and say something. So what gives me the courage to say it like God has said it is because I'm not God. His his spirit of light has moved on me and I have to say it. As I was given understanding, I don't want to bring confusion to anyone when I speak. I want to bring the light. And I can't give you something that I have not first received. So if it's helping you what you're hearing and you're beginning to change your thoughts and mind and you want to investigate. Have I just accepted this term? Which was created by another human being and has no scriptural basis. Whatever. God hasn't said anything about that other than if you have a double mind and you have two souls, you are unstable. And the part that's really a jaw dropper is he said, let that person not think they're going to get anything from me. This is a sad state of affairs. Who wants to have a, a human existence? Without 
receiving anything from God. That is a is a hellish state to live in. Word of God says, as a man thinks, in his heart, so is he. See, our thoughts have to be examined. We have to check and monitor like a security guard. What state are my thoughts right now? Pray for me that I don't that I don't that I don't lose this ability to control these thoughts. Strongholds. If it's fear, and God said He didn't give you a fear, and you say, "Well, I just I'm afraid of that, or I'm afraid of dogs on this." Well, the Word of God is telling you, as you think, that is what you're going to become. You could, your thoughts are what's instructing you about how you apply to life. Every time you say, "I'm afraid of water," "I'm afraid of this," you know, then now those disembodied spirits they say, "Oh." They're operating in fear. Well, God doesn't give them the fear. But I can do it. And if they receive it, now I'm going to torment them in their thoughts with more of it. Same with a lie. You want to believe a lie? You don't want to search it out? You don't want to see what's the truth in that? You don't want to ask God to reveal it? You don't want the Holy Spirit to show you? Then you will be locked into all that gets service to you alive because God, God is in truth. So he's not going to be talking to you. That's terrible. A man named John Milton said the mind is its own place. And in itself, it can make a heaven of hell and a hell of heaven. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. ain't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and this is what it is. Your mind can be controlled, but I'm here to tell you, what is the source of the control? Is it being governed by light or is it darkened? Are these lies? Truth is in the light. It's an energy that makes everything plain to you that you can see. The separation of the function of your mind between your personality and your thinking and your memory and your perception can split you from reality and scatter your condition to where your control center is like puzzle pieces, those splinters that I was talking about. I've been talking about and then you get into a state continuing without intervention whether you have to have uh, chemicals through these medicines keep you from hurting yourself and somebody else Um, slow that process down neurologically and prevent you from um, understanding your own world. So I speak to everyone that's in the process listening, whether they're a caterpillar or whether they're in the cocoon or whether 
They're flying freely like a butterfly. Who cages a butterfly? They move fast. Butterflies come in all shapes, sizes, colorful dimensions and designs. They are the masterpiece and I believe the perfect natural course for us to understand spiritual transformation. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to help facilitate this process without interruption, without somebody breaking in. I listened to there's this rabbi who was talking about how somebody thought that they were doing a service to a, a butterfly that was already in the cocoon and he saw the thing begin to move on its way breaking out. Now, I'm going to blow your mind uh, uh, here. A lot of people from elementary school may have studied the process of a butterfly. But spiritually, by the butterfly being what I think is the perfect example of this transformation, he has eaten, there's a process in him that kicks off hunger, and he eats and eats and eats till he grows so fat that he has to break out of his own form. At some point when you get all the information that you're getting, it should be changing you. He'll eat and eat and eat and eat until one day he's so fat and so engorged. That kicks off another process internally, and it's highly organized. Let me kick off that word. Since, quote-unquote, schizophrenia is a state of disorganization that puts a person at their lowest vibration to the point where even they can be acting like they're part of another kingdom, animalistic or otherwise, even extraterrestrial. But it's highly organized inside this caterpillar. And so he will attach himself to a branch and then he will begin to secrete a substance out of his body that begins to allow him to spin himself until he's in completely encased in this, what we call a cocoon of his own making. And it's so tight, there's no room to move or do anything. And out of respect for what we learn when God gives us a mind to, to be students of nature, something wonderful happens, but something that defies even our natural logic. He begins to secrete enzymes, enzymes from inside this cocoon to dissolve his own being. And his whole caterpillar body inside of that cocoon turns to soup. Say it, Lance. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That lets me know I'm still connected. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. You're <laughs> so this is what has to happen to us to become these butterflies. For us to get off the ground of our existence and begin to ascend higher, because that is the trajectory of a spiritual being 
and definitely for a child of God. You wondering where you're going, you're to go up and you to go out wherever the winds of God blow you. And only in the territory of your assignment. You're free to go anywhere, but everybody isn't good. So we wanna we wanna submit to this process. That's why Jesus said Unless a seed falls down to the ground and dies, the life inside of the seed cannot break out. And this is why he submitted to the crucifixion, even though in his humanness, he did not want to. See, people crying at church and Easter, that's another subject. Easter has nothing to do with Jesus. But you're going back rehearsing and crying about him dying on the cross. But he was in the Garden of Gethsemane Gethsemane, in prayer heavily and in agony because he had asked his father, was there any other way to satisfy his wrath? And God says, no, it was part of his wisdom to put this thing in place so we could cancel this contract of death on us. And then he submitted to it and he let nothing distract him. He did not let any other people talking through the influence of the spirit of the enemy to deter him from going to what do what he had to do. And what we have to do to ascend my people and to mature in the spirit. And if we're going to see the church do the same thing. Side note, Ephesians tells us that the reason we are all given different gifts in the spirit is so that we would use them together. Like Lance is doing with all of us who contribute our voices influenced by the spirit of God until we all know the same thing. It ain't one but one truth. And either the Holy Spirit of light is going to give you understanding of it or you'll allow yourself to submit to other teachers who will talk about everything but Jesus. When you hear people talk about Jesus the name above all other names, and you understand his name, Yeshua Hamashiach, Joshua, one who saves, then you will understand that is his ministry to rescue you in whatever capacity, even if it's to the point where a spirit has invaded you, pushed you down to possess your body. And your mind, they don't have complete control over the spirit, not when the greater name comes upon it because he's paid the price. He has the authority. God has caused him to sit down on the right hand because of his obedience to do the protocol from heaven. It's the spirit behind it. The law didn't give you the spirit behind things. It just said you do this or this is the consequence. Now we are under the condition of our spirit should be willing. We should consider the motive of our spirit. But if our spirit is sick, then the doctor is the word that brings healing. The mindset of God is the word that brings healing. And this, going back to this now soup-like consistency, That is no longer a caterpillar and not yet a butterfly. Goes through what was already inside it. It's a highly organized cell system that begins to assemble itself. 
It's in soup form. But when it comes out of that cocoon at the designated time of maturity, it's supposed to come out with wings and everything ready to fly. And if you slow it down and look at the time release process of this happening, it's different with each butterfly. The same with us. You can't put a clock on your growth and your maturity. But as you submit to that process, that old nature with the wrong program has to come off of you. Just like that that body became so engorged after it, it fed itself that it needed to be fat enough to break itself down for what the nutrients were going to use inside of it to create this highly organized cell transformation inside the cocoon. And when it's almost ready to come out, it turns this translucent green, almost like a jade color. And it almost, you could say it looks kind of neon. But it has to push, like in that gym we talked about, right? You can't escape the process of applying pressure and resistance to something so that your muscle will transform, your strength will transform. And the rabbi was saying this, this man thought he was helping the butterfly when he saw it trying to break through the cocoon. So he tore the cocoon open. And he directly interrupted the process. Oh, we want to do things and jump in and try to help people. We better invoke our creator in the process and know when to step in and know when to step back and allow some of that muscle to be worked. That to the degree that this man hadn't intervened and nature leaves this cocoon alone. He can break through and push his body through that cocoon. And you might see a leg come out. It looks crazy, just like with natural birth. It's such an amazing correlation how spirit teaches through nature. Sometimes the head comes out. Sometimes a baby is turned breech and the foot comes out. But they will do what they can to turn you around. And if they can't, then, yes, you have to do emergency surgery. because. Birth has to follow a safe process for both the seed, human seed that's coming into the world, and also the host, the person, the human being that's bringing it in. That cocoon had to be intact, and that butterfly, soon to be butterfly, has to come through there, pushing, pressing, and you might see a wing come out and a leg. But it's going to keep pushing because it has to come out. There is no point of staying in the cocoon. You'll die there. But you were meant to go through the transformation process of dying to your old nature so that you can become the new creature that God designs through his processes. And he uses that feeding of the word to do it. He wants you to be gorged. This is what it means to get your education to the point where now you can teach it. And you can go and help 
multiply other hearers that they might do what the spirit is showing them to do. This is how he uses us. And the church will be mature when we stop being divided, fighting with people because we don't have yet the understanding. Right. Then we're acting like terrible twos because spiritually God looks at us and says, you're saying no. And I'm the parent. Say yes, observe, learn, test. He gives you permission to do all these things because what? He's not a slave master. He's not forcing it. But you were designed to go this way to be healthy. And I believe sincerely that to do opposite frustrates our process of transformation. But if we go through it, when we come out, we will see uniquely his masterpiece work. From creation to transformation and then glorification. The Spirit says to us in his word in the New Testament that you will have to suffer to follow Jesus and see what we're supposed to look like in that mirror means we will be subject to the same spiritual attacks that he had. People questioning him and they weren't questioning because they wanted to learn. They were questioning so they could tell people, oh, he's a fraud. I heard someone say in the last chat, uh, Lance, that, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. spare us, you know, to talk and don't be talking about Jesus because he was the leader of the demons. Well, that's ignorance. You haven't read because common sense should tell you what enemy. And let's take let's let's take the example of, of a gang. What gang leader and chief is going to kick out his own member to do his work? There's nothing that you see of Jesus who said, none of you all have seen God. I'm the publicist. I'm the representative. And I'm physically here to communicate with you and tell you that there is another realm of life and government and process for bringing you Real existence according to your spiritual origin. Are we settling for assimilation, my people? Are we settling for a program that was never designed to serve us? Or for us to serve it as captives and slaves? And then on top of that, slapping you with a diagnosis that may not even be exact. That's enough to make you split right there. And then that same bias, which you can research and find as facts, cause you to be judged, misjudged perhaps, and put in a prison system. Check this out. That will oxymoronically provide tax funds to provide you mental health care. So, in a sense, the loss of your mind and your control and faculties cause you to be vulnerable for some other government to empower you 
and then they use you again for their purposes. So they're gonna take the they're gonna take the the taxes and they're gonna take that financial system to maintain your health in the prison so that you can do free labor in prison to serve their production system. For us to stay mentally healthy is to give our attention to the things of light and the truth and go back to our source again. The word says the people who are called by name, if my name, if they would humble themselves and turn from their wicked path, their ways, then and repent. Repent means to be sorry to your core. Someone tells you and they hurt you and assault you and they tell you that they're sorry and they turn around and, and do it again, assault you, harm you, they're not sorry to their core. We still live, those of us who are in the, uh, the divided states, like, again, we're not united anymore, and this is also by design. Think about that. These high rulers who are under the influence of these dark embodied spirits, they want to split your environment. They want you fighting yourselves. Even if we are not yet in understanding and enlightened, let us hold our peace until we get understanding rather than we entertain them and show them how vulnerable we are because they will study us to the point that they will devise another way to bring us captive. How many of you all know the people in New York, they just passed a, 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 high, a high level law that the people that inhabit that area, if, they manifest any kind of illness, they can be brought captive, jailed, and imprisoned, and they don't have to tell you why. Did you all know this, people? They don't have to. They can run tests on you that you can't refuse. This is what's coming. And it's, it's growing increasingly dark. In fact, Revelation speaks about a tribulation period where darkness will come upon the whole earth. So we want to pray to be spared from that. When we see a loved one or people that we know of that are seemingly split and they're losing the battle. Okay, we know what science is calling it. But can we be moved with compassion, understanding that this came from a certain people that wanted to use it? For evil purposes. So I said I'd like to have another conversation because I would like to bring forth documents. Yes. That show how they were telling each other and people were given the influence to even write what we would call like a newspaper column. They were telling people when these people try to run away, you are to treat them like they are madmen. That's the ultimate slap. And they're still doing this to us and, and be knowing to us. We talk about reparations and all of this. The way the agenda is set, unless we make a turn, we're going to continue in this way until what God promises to do is eventually subdue and destroy our adversary. 
Race, race is a construct and it is not in the Bible. We were all created from one man and they want, they have um, manipulated the education of your identity. There's no way we should still be subscribing to all these different colors of a man who was given a description by a black man. Jesus came here with woolly hair and a ruddy complexion. If God made Adam out of the dirt, what do you think the dirt color is? You have to find out in Africa. It's brown. Indians, we use the term red earth even. Ruddy is kind of a red brown. Something else you can check out. My people. You got Moses' sister. Let's talk about mental illness as I wrap this up for today. Moses' sister was not doing well with the fact that God chose Moses Moses, a man who stuttered, you could easily judge him, stigmatize him and say, oh, he has some mental developmental defaults. But God chose him for a reason to show that I take flawed people in your perception and I communicate flawlessly through them. It is my desire to be that type of person when I convey this information to you. Compliments of attraction and things of that sort, I immediately give the glory to God, lest I be lifted up in pride and think it's something special about me. But when God gives you, what God will do is if you spend time giving him your attention with your mind, you'll come away from a mountain experience encounter with him looking like Moses. They said his face shone so bright when he came down, you could hardly look in his face. I've been doing this since 2003, deliverance ministry, and I have suffered many casualties. But what I love is that Jesus tells tells us in Luke that if you've given up everything to follow him and to strive to enter this kingdom government, you will receive everything. Double, hundredfold is the word used, a hundred times more of what you lost. And this is the special part. Jesus said, you'll get it in this life. You don't have to die to get it. You're going to get it in this life. And then what he also says is in the one to come, which is also telling you there is an after experience. Let me go back to Moses, the black man, the Hebrew. When he came down off this mountain of getting instruction from God or I'm sorry, not even then. Don't let me get no let me get the order up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When he was chosen to do this, his sister got jealous and couldn't understand why she wasn't chosen. That's pride. And you don't get to make the decision about who chooses, which is why you gotta be careful about your mindset about who you're gonna accept and receive some receive from. When you be some people in the Bible were so stubborn God let an animal speak up. And Jesus said, if you all don't give me praise, these rocks will cry out. Rocks have energy. Everything here is all about this, this these energies, these vibrations. And we, that's where we have to have spiritual discernment. But anyway, she confessed openly 
her issue with her brother being the one chosen instead of her. And it says instantly she was struck with leprosy. Mental illness was connected with leprosy back then. And if you are already a white person, Caucasian, let me put it that way, why would, if you're already pale and white, and the scriptures tell you she turned white, how do you turn to the same color you already are? There was a contrasted transformation in her body that was immediate. And it happened based on as an effect of her incorrect thoughts about her brother. See, this is the state that we become in. A split mind is like a leprosy. It's a striking and a transformation that's not good, that takes you out of a state of being in control of your thoughts and attention and organization to actually losing some or more of those faculties. And the worst form is to be suicidal. Because to be suicidal now, you're in a state where you are going to act like God and you're going to disrupt the assignment and take yourself, you're going to abort it. Now, we need to cry out for help. And we need to use our spiritual muscle with this truth and this light and push against the resistance. Those things that are trying to rape your mind, rape your spirit. Or turn you into a spiritual prostitute. Well, you're going to open your mind to whoever and whatever. Body blows. Thank you, Beulah. I love you and thank you for the support. When you support people who bring you spiritual treasure that you can't buy on the stock market, You allow them to have more time to give their attention, to communicate with God, and bring you more spiritual gold, which is the standard that God uses for wealth. In fact, he said, I am your gold. I caught that gem and wrote a book, a spiritual warfare manual called Kingdom of God Gold Digger. And I wrote it on a nine-month fast because I asked Jesus to allow me to be pregnant for the kingdom. And if I never wrote a book or published anything, I wanted it first to be for God. And that book sold out. I mean, the FedEx driver, the box was bothering him when the when the copies came. He asked me, what's in this? I said, this is my spiritual baby, my newborn book for God. And he had to have it. He went in his pocket and paid me. The people where I shopped in my community, they instantly all wanted it. I went back, I I reordered books, republished another edition, that sold out, and I never took a profit. When people give you things, and unlike what we see in mainstream or religious movements or institutions that they program the Holy Spirit out. You know, what, what, what I began to question was, Father God, if I'm going somewhere with people who are gathered in your name and they tell me what time a person's going to talk, how can the Holy Spirit lead? My brother Lance is the truth. 
This brother is my brother to the soul. My kindred because he puts no meter on the voice that comes to bring truth and bring this light onto a territory that actually the word of God tells us belongs to the enemy. They said he is the prince of the power of the air. And we're on air. So you got to have warfare. You think I'm not prayed up and I got people praying for me when I come on here? I spent, and I have several businesses, 50 social media pages or more. I have multiple things that I do, and I do different things at different times in different seasons where the Holy Spirit tells me to carry out the assignment. But I stopped my life to make sure I was bringing you all source information, dispelling things that I think are sinister when it comes to schizophrenia, and also brought you current, bring you up to date, and give you a spiritual vaccine and lies that they want to inoculate you with. And I do have a ministry. I have a ministry and I only use it when the Spirit tells me to use it. I didn't even share it with Lance because I'm not trying to promote something for gain. Now, I have a right if someone's moved and they got an answer and they grew. The word of God says I can receive something material from you because I gave you something spiritual you couldn't buy. But I'll never ask. I'll never charge for it. Now, if it's something in regards of taking time and to deal with you personally and you have a, a custom need, which we all have uniquely, then the time that I take which is time and weather where I have to go out and secure my resources in this world. I trust and I'm always receiving. People just out of nowhere send me something in the cash app or whatever. And currently, that's how things go. You don't tell someone an amount to give when it comes to spiritual things because it's not yours. The vendor is truth. That comes from God. I'm managing, and I have some function in his in his company as a kingdom representative. He said, you leave that up to me when you go out and you do labor out here with people. You leave it up to me to get the paycheck. That's what kingdom of God gold digger was about. If I'm going to dig into somebody and I need a sweet sugar daddy, it's going to be God because he's sweet, I know. He owns everything. And you can be wealthy one day and be impoverished the next. He said, I control promotion. It don't come from the east, north, south, or west. He said, I raise up kings and I put some down. He took King Nebuchadnezzar, as I opened up with, and because of his pride, had him seven years out grazing in the grass. Until seven years went by, a perfect completion of a time period that God saw sufficient to give him his mind back. And the instant his mind came back, he looked up to heaven and said, the heavens rule. And it affected his leadership. Solomon 
Ask for wisdom from God, descendant of David. And because he asked for wisdom, God added riches to him. He tells us to seek the kingdom for our government, our direction, our leadership, because it works for us as citizens. It doesn't pervert us. It doesn't have punitive laws that work against us, but it must overthrow the kingdoms of this world. And when we begin to allow truth to come into us and our associations, the people we're communing with, and we withdraw from evil communications or influences and activities, then we have established with our presence and the communication of our truths, we have taken over territories for the government of God and we are promoted. Now you go you gonna get attacked. The spirit gonna come against you, but understand the purpose and that you're gonna fight against it, you're gonna resist it and be strong and use that nat- nature term of a tree rooted in truth, because if you're not rooted in truth, you can be blown down, you can be cut down. And I don't know about you, but I've lived long enough to see some trees pulled up by the root from hurricanes and storms. And this is really essentially what we should understand as what they call today a schizophrenic condition by scientific sources. What you need to know spiritually, it's a person that is living in a state of a hurricane, day and night. Thank God for medicine. Can you imagine if you didn't have it? And the rudimentary things they used to do to us and test us, send you to an insane asylum? Because they say, oh, You have a desire to be free from your condition or your state, which is not serving you well. So therefore, we got to oppress you, disable you. And that's what they call it, don't they? When you can no longer organize your mind and your thoughts, you have been disabled. You have been deprived and injured and robbed of your ability to function in a way that a healthy human being should function. But my God, with the spirit presence in your life, you should be thriving, even in times of trouble. Yes. Even in times of trouble. So this is was a deep dive. But as a good teacher and a builder in the kingdom, I like to lay a good foundation on what I'm building on. So thank you so much, Lance. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for allowing me to to convey this information. And I'm definitely open to constructive questions. And by construct, I mean in the chat, the website that I have is for dynamic, higher level 
transformation so that your destiny will be positioned for legacy success. That's why I have all kind of butterflies in my brand. I'm like Lance. I, I, I love using the technology to be a digital creator and express the lovely things that the spirit puts in my mind allows me to create. I don't do the same thing twice because every day is, every day is not a cookie cutter experience and what they've simulated for us and what they have planned for us is for us to be locked down. And this AI is disabling our genius. But if you spiritually enlighten, you will use that thing as a tool for your co-creation for positive things. And that's what we have to do. We have to learn how to <coughs> pardon me, thrive in a time where human beings are being replaced. You know, you better get your skills up on these digital tools to be relevant and employable and create your own businesses if you have an entrepreneuring spirit or maybe partner with someone, but make sure that you at least understand what's happening and don't die in a cocoon because you're too afraid. Or you've received that spirit of fear. I didn't, I didn't want a really nice guy when I was 24, right? And so I, things, I went back on the scene. I mean, things worked out. Sorry about that. That's okay. Is someone trying to speak? I hit the wrong thing on my phone. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, do we open Do we open now for questions or anyone to share any comments? Of course, we've heard from Jula. Sure. Drop the link here. And... Okay, that's the wrong link because I had to send an email and the link in there. Let me go on and get it. But you know what happened with me just a second ago? You ever go to, you ever on your phone and your finger, your brain commands your finger, okay, hit that link and something else jumps in the way and you hit the other thing. Like, <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> Story of my life, but it's taught me patience and how to just get back and reattempt. That's why I always reattempt when we get dropped off the line. I understand that I'm what I'm doing bringing light is pushing back darkness. Some people are going to be released who may have been captive in their minds by the wrong thing or the wrong information. You think he's not going to let me know that I'm a threat? He's the prince of the power of the air. He can cut the line, but he can't prevent me from getting back on the line. Right. Right. That's you got to right. get back up. You got to get back up. All right. I pass it over to you. Let's consider this part one, the foundation. Yes. And I just want to say that we just dropped a link for anyone who wants to come in on the topic and speak to Dr. Tracy Bond. Her website is right there in front of you, drtracybond.com. Thank you. you can yes, you can come on in and speak directly to her. And I'm enjoying this. And just remember, Dr. Tracy Bond, that this is the first of many. Like, we're going to like do everything. Like, we're going to cover everything. So I love it. You want, and on this topic, you know, um, the next show we'll have your banner up because I'm going to make it tonight. 
but we want to be thorough with everything. We want to leave no stone unturned. You see, some people brush over things that you don't do that. And when I looked up at the time and I said, whoa. Yeah, I'm looking now. It's three, 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 three. (laughs) Coming up on that. It wasn't out of being or complaining. My thing is that this thing is good. It's like when you go to the restaurant with a bunch of people that you haven't seen in a long time, maybe you went to school with them or grew up with them, and you finally get to go to that nice restaurant, and you're sitting around talking, and there's a big table, and you say, wait a second, five hours went by, and you weren't eating the whole time. You started eating because you're hungry, and you nibble, 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 talk, 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 and reminisce, and you're just like, whoa. So look at the feel of it. Like I said, you know, there will be people who try to complain about the packaging or come in the chat room and say, you know, but look, look, look at the vibration. Feel the vibration. Feel the vibration. It's all about the vibration of frequency. Yeah. You know, who are not going to accept a person unless they come through some narrow-minded whatever. You have to come this way. You have to come this way. Let me tell you something. And I'm going to say it just the way I would say it, even if Trace, Dr. Tracy Bond wasn't here. You got some of these whole tep Negroes. Uh-oh. Ripping you off, demanding cash app, demanding this, demanding that. They have the knowledge. And let me tell you something. Because of my length of time on social media, in that corner and beyond, I know a lot of things about the personal lives of these people. And it's none of my business to put it out right. there. Know people directly, indirectly. And we all have things, granted. But. <laughs> The things, and this is not hearsay, okay? They're so diametrically opposed to everything. And I see M. Lola, if you can show your face. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Okay, if you can show your face, M. Lola, show your face so we can open up, so we can show the world what you look like and who you are. Please do that. Because M. Lola... I'm going to deal with you directly. If we're talking about cats, you're going to talk about dogs. If we talk about up, you're going to talk about down. Everything is against what the topic is. And I'm not going to let that kind of spirit come on this show. And that's why you have been blocked. I'm telling you straight to your face. Now show me your face and I'm going to let you talk and say whatever you want to say. But I'm not going to let some entity who's hiding under a rock on a troll channel that has no movies, no nothing, okay? And come on and just have your way. Those types of people, this is 2024, that day is over, okay? Show your face. You say a lot of things. There's <laughs> never an agreement. You don't have to agree. But it's the manner in which you say in a contradictory... See, this is Lance Scurve you're talking to. I'm the crazy guy who says things that I'm thinking. I ain't got no manners. Show your face, demon. Mm. Okay. That's what you're speaking to. You out. Wow. The first thing out of her mouth was something negative towards you. I'm talking about the vibe. Look, show your face. She's gone. I banned her. Well, I, she you came know, in I, and popped in and venom on a beautiful show with a high vibration. Okay, I'm going to say it this way. I'm going to say it right in front of Dr. Tracy Bond. Some people say, well, you know, the whole Jesus over. Okay, that's your right to feel that way. But again, there's a whole lot of people in this restaurant who are enjoying the food. So if you don't like the food, how come you keep coming back? How come you, go to the next restaurant. See, 
look, I'm calling people out. Y'all don't know the kind of year I had with these demons who want to come and, and whisper about this one and make different and block people and all this stuff. What? Uh-uh. I've been too polite. Y'all don't know me. These people, I don't know why they gravitate and want to come off that way. Come one, come all. Come all. the de- Look, hey, about 10 demons in here listening. I'm not saying in the chat room, oh, oh, what's she talking about? Oh, he's so accomplished. Oh, and the people who come with this contradictory spirit who don't want to accept truth, even if it's packaged in a way, when you really dig and listen to what Trace, Dr. Tracy Bond is saying, she ain't coming the religious way. She ain't coming the churchified way. We don't come to mess up something new that don't involve you because you can't come on here no more. Don't be mad. Go create your own stuff. But these people don't want to do the work. And I bet you, Dr. Tracy Bond, that have been all up in your sense. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This ain't no gimmick. Because, you know, you get these trolls who, want to, who use me with their little gimmicks, manifest this way. You've been doing the damn thing. If Lance Gerv didn't exist, Dr. Tracy Bond would be here. He would definitely be here. And I've been I mean, here a long time. You 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 doing me a favor by coming on? Praise the Lord. Exactly, but praise the Lord. Check the stats and the numbers. You've had more numbers than most of your broadcast. That's God present. He builds. He increases. And the only dividing he's going to do is separate the real from the false. Now I peeped this avatar. That's being used because I don't attack people. Remember, I'm a deliverance minister and right. I don't miss anything because the Holy Spirit will, will, will point it out. I do want to clarify two things. Um, my girl, mixed fave, John, you do not have the facts. I agree with you to the point where the truth is not there. We don't have any facts. I don't have any, and you don't have any that would state that my mother was a Wiccan just because I didn't grow up in church or that she was an avid practicer of witchcraft. But what I did clarify, and I would like to talk about exactly what an evil altar is, any of us can construct an altar to set in place negative things with our mouth. Don't deny that one. So I just wanted to clear that. I love you. Sister, we are we are on the same page. But for the distractor, and I talked today about mental illness and even this modern term of schizophrenia, the mission and the assignment of it is to divide and split. And that is what you have communicated. It's to split and you're manifesting the spirit that sent you. Because whether you realize it or not, you are vulnerable and you are being influenced by dark winds. And I'm going to tell you something else about the names because your dissension on my last broadcast with Lance was you were talking about the name of Jesus and spare you with legends. Everything has a name. And when Jesus casts out a spirit and delivers someone from a demonic presence, he usually will ask that spirit to identify itself. And because he is the Lord and the ruler and, and they, the demon knows that and you don't, he would call it by name. So let me tell you all listening who Lola is. 
I had to chuckle when I saw that the first letters of her name were LOL. But Lola is a feminine name of Spanish origin. Nuestra Señora de los Dolores. And it means sorrows. So for you to be in a sorrow state, which Lance pointed out with laser precision, you are in a low energy and a low vibration state. But what you want to be careful of is the message that I can continually say in my revelation of my person. And I haven't gone on any broadcast, and I've been doing this over 20 years, is because I don't speak to any old audience, and I don't go anywhere and speak. But this was an assignment, and Lance is ready, and he's going to be blessed, and he's going to be increased, and so am I. We've done the work of broadcasting the information, but the hearer is the one now. They can't unhear what they heard, and if they didn't like it, they certainly had the freedom to disconnect. We're in a time where you're going to have to choose what master you're going to serve because you, there is no such thing as receiving anything from God and you got two minds and two souls. You need to get healing, people. And the word warns us that when God sends a messenger who's going to bring you conversation, which constantly refers to Jesus being the authority now, on heaven and earth, he is commander-in-chief of heaven's armies. He going to check you. We going to talk about that. We going to talk about when the Holy Spirit gives you a slap. You're going you're gonna to understand that there's an immediate consequence for speaking. Didn't I not share, Lance, that Moses' own sister was mumbling about him? And she caught leprosy. God said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. If you believe God, you'll be established. But if you believe his prophets, and by that I mean messengers, spokesmen, you will prosper. So when you come on here and you come against somebody that God has sent, you actually, you jacked yourself. So I ask God to be merciful to you because that is what he is. And we'll talk more about what he does and how he deals with children of darkness and of disobedience that are carrying out the deeds of their spiritual father. And we pray that she would turn, if it's a woman or whatever this vessel is being used, that you would turn before you burn. Because your trajectory is not going to be the kingdom of heaven. You're going to receive the same punishment that your uh, influencer is going to receive. Say loud enough. On the troll channel. But go ahead. No, you keep yeah, talking. Yeah, the troll channel. Right. They're spiritual trolls. <laughs> <laughs> when you speak up again, Holy Spirit is present. So when you come to say something, that you don't understand or, or, or you expressing your feeling. Can I tell you all something about the law of spirit? It has nothing to do with how you feel. Truth is truth. It doesn't need to defend. Anybody check out that Cat Williams conversation on the Shay Shay show? 
Yeah. Truth doesn't even. Thing, oh I'm man. Would and um, I almost yeah, I almost turned my table over because he said truth needs no motivation. <laughs> it okay. is or it ain't. <laughs> yeah, M Lola with the other channel. Go ahead, keep keep making new channels, and we're gonna keep blocking them with that foolishness. There's another when, channel. Oh yeah. There's another from 2019. This is what happens. You see, when you have a normal channel, even if you're not a content creator, you'll see activity, videos that you liked, videos that you saved. If you allow people to see them, you'll see some kind of activity. So this kind of narrows it down. I kind of know who this is. And these people do not have their way or they see some leveling up. They they, they just have to. Yeah. You just have to come at the Like, it makes you wonder what kind of life they have. But I'm quite sure now. Um, Cyros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, exactly. I know what you. I know exactly what you're saying. But what I'm trying to hip y'all to is everything has a meaning. When I deal with people, I look up their name. Kind of lets me know their assignment. Let me, let me share one more fact. In Hebrew, they look at you. Let's say that you're writing something down, and 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 someone asks you, Lance, what are you writing with? A marker. A chalk. Right. And you say chalk. And I look and I see you got a marker in your hand. Then I already know you are walking lie to yourself. Because there are those, <laughs> those, 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 those writing instruments have two different components to them and they leave yes. different kind of marks. And in Hebrew, they don't care what your title is. Either that's a marker. Or it's chalk. And if it's chalk, it's going to chalk. And if it's marker, it's going to mark. So that's what a Hebrew dictionary will help you understand, is that the language of that Hebrew is communicating based on what is the name of it, based on what does it do. So your name is always given a clue as to what you do. And I want to say this for those that are clapping and they appreciate the insight that I'm bringing. I'm Dr. Tracy Bond, and I earned this. And I am unique by the design of the Holy Spirit. I, I'm his butterfly. And my doctorate is not a PhD. PhDs are given to people who are researchers. That's it. But what I've done by devoting my life I have a doctor of letters. And when I mention that, people are like, what is that? Doctor of letters is higher than a PhD. So when everything I use is high, high vibration, high, 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 it's consistent with God. He is most high. So I don't have a common degree, even at the doctorate level. I have a doctor of letters. And if you look that up, it shows you that's a person that has made an outstanding and rare contribution to what they have studied, what they've written. I've published over seven times. You know I love that seven. And just like you were saying, you sit down and eat a good meal here. Lance is serving courses. You ever had a seven-course meal? So I believe that's what we're going to do with this subject of the mental illness. 
because it is at epidemic proportions. It is mainstream, and there's just not enough help to go around. And when you get a moment, Lance, we need to share a 1-800 number that for yes. people who are so weak that they know that they need intervention, we're going to pray with you and for you that the Holy Spirit will guide you to a proper practitioner. There are believing doctors out here that don't follow all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can call the, uh... oh, and another thing I wanted to share, July, they've designated a month, <laughs> which is surprising, you know, Black history is only 28 days, but they've given us a month in July for um, observing and creating awareness of mental illness for minorities. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. July is National Mental Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. Something to that nature. Beautiful. We need to get into that, get on the top of, the, of that, and bring attention to it. Because the lies and the simulation and this fakery, God promised, and he told Ezekiel, who they also said was mentally Hey, they said Jesus was mentally ill in Mark 3.24. His family came out knocking on the door where he was doing what we're doing here, talking about we need to talk to him. Tell him come outside because, you know, we worried about his, his sanity. See, they still were... We're, we're only getting, you know, they, uh, they were leaning to their own understanding. But he said, no, I'm not getting up to do nothing. I'm paraphrasing. He said, because the people I'm sitting here with that are listening to me, he said, these people are my family. And that's who he gave his attention and his, en and his energy. That's right. That's right. So you caught it. You know, I ain't say nothing. I caught it, you know. Last week, but I was like, okay, we're supposed to mark this person. Right. right. You know? And, and, and see, that's the thing. It's, um, I'm the pit bull here. I'm a gentleman, <laughs> but I'm a pit bull. And I will get up in your, mm mm mm. If you got so much gonads to throw stones, and it was done on another show also, that that's their role, the chastise. Uh, it's obvious that they have a vendetta against the platform. Many do, especially when they're disgruntled and butthurt that they can't keep on uh, to continue their foolishness in the name of a mere cash app or attention or whatever. Wow. I'm coming out more fierce, and if you don't like it, then find somewhere else to go. I do not care. I'm not here to entertain these entities who have their hidden agendas and secret motivations that are not based on truth, love, high vibration, and high frequency. So if you come on and have the nerve to pop the link, you think I'll allow you to hot show your face. You can come back on and get a comment in, and I'll just get rid of it because and all the comments that you ever made will be erased. So don't waste your time. Ooh. You know what? We're going to be not real. reality. With yeah. And on a level of intelligence, disagree, but not some vendetta that every show you come on and the, the, the crew that want to thumb stuff down and get on Discord and whisper. You're just wasting your time because time is limited. We will That's ascend if we do that yeah. on this level. But if you, all you want to do 
is waste your time whispering spirits with your little altars. And all. Go ahead and do your hocus pocus. It ain't getting you nowhere because I'm high as a kite in a good way right now. And I got a long way to go. I'm a grown young Ooh. boy, grown man. Ooh, uh-oh. Now, there it is. There it is. In a day where grown man, you can't even be clear. You can't even be clear because people will put on, uh, uh, like I said, we deal. I just deal with people online. You have to deal with them at avatars until they show you who they are. <laughs> and, and their spirit shows you who they are. If you never say a word, we don't know. But why waste your life energy? You don't know if you're going you're gonna to make it to this evening. You get in a vehicle and get t I mean, God forbid. And I'm no witch. I'm no witch. Let me be clear. Witches are in the religious settings. There are assignments of people that the enemy sends that will come to your church or your assembly or your meeting, and they're there to speak out utterances and curses. And God help the person hosting or anybody that's trying to bring light and they life ain't right. That stuff is going to penetrate and affect their lives. I've been, I'm the one who gets called by uh, ministers. Well, at least I was in my development. And they would say, Tracy, we need you to sit in the back. And pray. I one time I was sitting back some college students for a campus ministry, and they were speaking other languages, spells, spells. Where you? What do you think the word spelling comes from? The root of it is a spell. That's why they got to put the communication together and encrypted language and talking code. Holy Spirit gonna expose all of that and you. And I had to do a lot of soul work. So I could get up and be bold and speak about things. And I had to live life, my life a certain way because to do PR, how can I protect other people's reputation and shine the light on the good things they do? Because people are definitely going to try to find out if you're true by going to see the darkness, see if they can find darkness in your life. It ain't happening. That's where the boldness comes from. Expend all your energy that you want. But my first degree. <laughs> For every natural degree I have, I have a spiritual counterpart. I'm balanced. And I've done the work. My first degree was in warfare, prayer, and intercession. Mm-hmm. And it only grew for, it only grew from there. I'm a general now in Jesus' name. So be careful when you putting yourself into something. Check your spirit because there's a consequence for meddling in another person's affairs. This is Lance's program, not mine. I'm not even here to overshadow him. He just lets the spirit speak and he uses me as a proven vessel. There's even a scripture that says, don't suffer for being a meddler. That's why I said, be careful, lady of sorrows. You're going to suffer for being a meddler, but because I know you got a spirit working with you, I'm going to have mercy on you and pray that those spirits come out of you today Mm -hmm. so that you can try to get your life back. Because with all that low energy, the enemy going to use you like a parasite and discard you when he has used you for his purposes. 
That's right. That's, let, that's let me just, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Let me just add on. As a platform, I must submit to what is truth. So if truth is on in the form of Dr. Tracy Bond, I have to submit to it. So the address of this platform may be Lance Scurve, but when she's speaking her truth, it is what it is. It, 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 the platform doesn't belong to me anymore. See, so I don't own it anyway. See, a balloon is a nice thing, but it has to have air in it to be totally appreciated. The balloon doesn't own air. You see what I mean? The balloon needs the air. Crystal clear. So if I'm a balloon, I need to air who you are. I need, I need to, not to air who you are, like I'm airing you out, but I, I need the air that you are. That's what I meant to say. We don't see the helium, but we see what the helium, the balloon, what to do what? Make it go higher. Come on. The kids ain't going to look at the balloon when it's just on the ground. They're going to look at it when it goes up higher. What's making it go up higher? That's the mystery. And when you get older, you realize it's the helium. Oh, yeah. So if in all the conversations and in your monologues and all that you've done and I'm learning and growing and taking flight on my runway that I've been given for 60 years, don't know if I have 90 or 100 altogether, but you're helping me to take flight, this belongs to you. You see? Because you're working it. And like I say before to other people, this, I'm merely a plate. You're the meal. They're listening to you. You say platform, I'm a plate. Now, sometimes I get on my own plate and say a few things, and sometimes other people come on who may be slightly different in their approach because of their experiences, because they're on a certain level of ascension that maybe right. 10 years from now they'll be able to agree with you. Exactly. But I we have a mixie in this restaurant on the menu, and you take from the all-you-can-eat buffet what's good and leave what you think may not benefit you. That's but right. there's not going to be the drama here for all of us rolling around in the dirt and blah, 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 and this is a contradiction. And that shows me that these people who come on like that, they're contradictions. That's right. You see what I mean? So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let them get a part of the plate. They want to throw stones and don't want to show show you. Then they probably say, "Oh man, I didn't expect them to say that." They paused. They don't want to come back on with the whole. And it's not about them because they want attention. It's not taking away the good spirit. That we have, when you come out of a good restaurant after a good meal and you walk past the stink gutter, go into your car, it doesn't diminish the beauty of the meal because you go home and say, boy, that was a good meal. You don't remember the stink gutter. You just exhale real bit and just walk on in your car and you're gone. You see what I mean? Exactly. And um, <laughs> Thank you, Tracy J. <laughs> but anyway, I'll put that up. Um, Let me see what she said. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, yes. No, and, and seriously, seriously, ah. it's, not even a, it's not even a challenge. I'm going to shut up after this next 30 seconds. I don't have any shame. I only have shame for the people I love to not make them embarrassed. Absolutely. Look, I lived a crazy life early on. All of us. Yeah, the other day somebody sent me some pictures from, you know, years ago that, like, okay, other people, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> did you see the other things that I was doing that night? It don't bother me. No. You're not going to get No, right. That's one of my strong points. So, well, you know, let's boogie. Well, what about the stuff they got to hide? You know what I mean? So 
Let me set up on that. I'll do another rant about that another show. We ain't no, no, touch on it because I want to say something. These are experiences that will happen to you when you make an exodus and you've grown out of your former state, which has to die. The only spirit bringing you images of who who you were previous is the spirit of the enemy to test you. He all in deliverance. That's why I say when you get it. You have to humble yourself and walk in it until you are strong enough that when it's presented to you, your former state again, and you have an encounter with that, whatever it is, you can resist that thing and it'll flee. I wouldn't even have the conversation. I would just, I would change the conversation immediately and talk about something so off topic. The person is left feeling stupid. Like they didn't give any energy. Right. To what That's I just the, did. And then you shut them down. Exactly. Exactly. It's the energy thing. That's what it is. Oh, you had a um, question, actually. I um, saw that. that. I put up in the chat. Oh, okay. It came through on um, a WhatsApp, and I just put it up. Some Reese. Okay. Can you share it with me? Because I know it's a lot yeah. to look at. I'm it's on my. Can you, ask, can you ask Dr. Tracy? Bond, does spiritual schizophrenia continue in, in generation to generation? And I know you're wrapping it down, but that's just one more question that we'll just. Oh, no problem. To. And we're going to get into that because there's a spiritual uh, curse that can come on uh, from continuing in very um, diverse things. And we'll talk about that. That's called the mystery of iniquity. And that discusses how perversions and and uh, really egregious sins pass on from generation to generation. But, you know, according to what's, and you got to understand when you look up stuff on the internet, you got to know is what's being written coming from a scientific viewpoint. You got to divide, right? What source is putting this information out? And if right. it's a scientist, they're going to give it to you from their theory. But if it's coming from spirit, they're going to tell you from the word. Now, in science, it you know, there's been a finding of a predisposition genetically for you to be at risk for it. And they have said that, you know, to inherit this particular title that they have for this condition, um, has can range anywhere from like 60 to 80%. And then there's others that will give you different metrics on it. But just because someone in your family might have it, that does not necessarily mean you're going to get it like a leukemia or that's a blood-related disease. And that can be passed down or sickle cell. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. this is a condition of the mind. So if it's biological, and there's a risk for it because it's been typewritten on your DNA code. Yeah, you could definitely say, mm, I see a pattern of this. Spiritually and naturally, look for a pattern. I married a man that my special mother told me I should marry. He was a UPS man. And it started with him delivering a package and asking for my phone number. That is not what he was supposed to do. But being young and naive, and for my mother, who's supposed to protect me, 
she should have investigated him because back in the day, our people used to want to meet your family, right? And if a man was serious about you, he'd want to meet yours in terms of women. Right. Because they're looking for something. In the natural, you're looking to see how these people look because crazy got to look. We discussed that. They also should want to know about health matters. And again, if it wasn't so disproportionate, the people who are mental care, health care practitioners, when we go to the doctor, it would be lovely if we could choose culturally because it matters. The people who are for care, caring for you, they sure your same culture ties. They look for things a little differently. You know what I'm saying? Somebody can't come and tell me who doesn't know what it is to be oppressed. How can you really help me with my oppression? There's no, there's no, although you can have compassion and empathy, experientially you have none. See, so you have to take a deeper look to see the patterns. Okay, so I don't know. Uh, I have. I won't disclose her. I love her very much. Um, when scripture says, if you call yourself religious, well, then use that rule, the tradition you have for yourself to help orphans, help orphans and widows. So I remember I was at the point where I think I've done everything else as a pastor, as a minister, whatever, and in my growth, and I haven't had the opportunity to work with an orphan or a widow. So God gave me a widow. and He gave me a woman who has this condition, schizophrenia, as she says, run through her family. And I have experienced things in loving her. See, all I was called to do is care, not to judge or do anything like that. But we are still friends today. And due to some traumas and some other things, see, there's all kind of factors. You can't just zone in on one thing that contribute to this condition. But because I had knowledge given to me that her brother had schizophrenia and that her mother had schizophrenia and she had to deal with horrible things. You know, when a person is in this condition, you don't know what they they might act on. And that's why I talked about you want to be safe with this. But to answer your question, yeah, there is um some propensity. Um Maybe a small percentage if someone in your family has it, okay, 10% maybe, one out of 10 people might get it. But it's an interplay of a lot of other factors. And in her case, it seemed like there was more of it than she even told me because she has had a life of people, even in her relationships, it seemed like all these people are dying, right? Everybody's dying. What's going on? Or they're on some kind of medication or they're receiving some kind of treatment. And we don't want to talk about it or we don't point it out. Address it. You don't know who you help. Pray, ask for the Holy Spirit to give you the words to use to address it. But if they can't recognize it or understand it or give attention to it, then you may have to take another step to, to get them mental health. And if they're threatening someone or you know, and they, they talk about they want to hurt you and we blow it off. 
You know, we get we our mood swings and change, but when there's a pattern of that, you may have to get some intervention. And just be careful where you get it. Because some of these hospitals, I'm going to tell you straight up, I was trying to report as a as a chaplain, I'm a mandated reporter. As a pastor, I'm a mandated reporter. And I work in the marketplace. Don't ask me where that I have church at because the church is a body. And it's not in four walls. It's not a building. It's a living building. Breathing. One member. You, me, and having all these things. And I was... um. Doing a report of abuse, <clears throat> and there was a there's a hospital here in Chicago land area. It's on the south side, and they call it uh, a Ketchum. And because there's all uh, mostly our people over here, or people of low, you know, just that urban density, the one hospital that actually will accept them and treat them regardless of their financial situation. They are turning these people around, but they're not making reports to the government so they can get other services that can help them. They take them in, process them, and turn them out. And this agency that I reported to has signs all over the psychiatric floor that that give a number as a resource to tell you, you know, if you're concerned about the, the treatment that you're getting at this hospital or whatever, call us, and they have to put it up there. When I called to make this report, I was shocked when I told the woman who I was and and the reason that I was calling, uh, because I believe that a mentally ill person in my family was being exploited. Because, you know, if you got mental illness, you got another issue when you got family members that will say, oh, that's a check. Let me go ahead and drop you off and let you get checked in and me try to get guardianship. Now, they're going to meddle in your business, but it's not to serve you well. Throw you in a home, throw you somewhere and be, you know, the mm -hmm. uh, the uh, payee on your, your benefits. Because I'm going to tell you all this. Schizophrenia qualifies you for immediate approval. Some people wait forever and ever and ever to get benefits and turn down. I've seen people go back to work and die on the job because they were denied for applying for disability benefits for serious health conditions. But schizophrenia is the one condition they can't deny you for. And if you get a, a, a diagnosis, this is what I'm talking about, the power, it's like a judge. With a doctor that diagnoses you, they are the ones that get you the passage to get these benefits whether you worked for the government, I mean, worked under your, this government or not and contribute to the tax system. Isn't that something? That's and crazy. somebody, ain't it? And so once you get approved, all someone has to do is uh, state, you know, that you are concerned about their welfare. They can lie and say you've threatened them and this and that because once you're diagnosed, ain't no challenge in that. And trust me, trust me, it ain't no simple diagnosis. Now, I'm not a doctor, but you can research and find out what the criteria are. They have to look for certain symptoms. Yeah. So we owe it to ourselves to have support systems, other people involved, trustworthy, and know that if you meddle for the wrong purposes, you can be punished because the government don't play about you exploiting people for benefits that they truly need. This care 
is expensive. And if you can get it for free because you incarcerated, as crazy as that sounds, you know, you got to completely be disabled and, and, and not able to personally manage your affairs to mm-hmm. order to get this. And it's in various degrees. So I just wanted to touch on that about generationally, because if it's generationally and you got people that are suffering from imbalanced thoughts and they have these lower natures, they're going to they can they can absolutely switch. And it's a problem in a lot of places, but especially when I called to report this, the lady was she was telling me was she said, Tracy, no one has called us in 10 years. We have this sign on the floor. This agency exists to help them. We got the signs posted everywhere. You mean to tell me nobody that goes through that catch them all hospital? No one has called to say they were concerned about the treatment. And very few places will take you. The system is overburdened. And the people who make decisions about your diagnosis, if it's you as a chosen one, we are 2% of the decision makers. We are 2% of the people available as providers to diagnose you. Now, that's something to think about. So get checked out. I think everybody, if you go to get, get your health check, I think you ought to be able to go and talk to a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or talk to, to, you should be able to just to do a well-being conversation. Yes. Um, not be manipulated because that care pays high dollar. And as much as we love money, it's a wonder we don't go into that profession. But it's not, I mean, that is definitely, I would say, you need to feel deeply that you're called to that work. Not just because it's lucrative, but that's not easy work. Can you imagine the quality of life of having to talk to people with disorganized thought process day in, day out? This is why I decompress with my daughter. And I take her on vacation. When I when I vacation, I get out in nature. I get on water where nobody can walk by. And you know what I'm saying. And they don't play. When you get on the cruise ship, they say if you disturb any other guest on this ship, we gonna put you in their little brig. And wherever they dock at, they gonna let you off, escort you off, and good luck getting home. Mm. So you're responsible for your own mental health. And they said if you feel like you tra- you're going to travel with somebody, like when you buy a ticket to a cruise, you got to sign a ticket contract where you acknowledge if I'm traveling with somebody that I ain't sure about or they're mentally disabled or what have you, I take responsibility for this companion. You know what I'm saying? And if they can show that it was no fault of your own, anything that occurred, you are truly responsible for them. So there's a lot of responsibility that we have to take on if we find that our we have family members, companions, children or whatever. That's not no one else's responsibility. It's ours. But it's heavy and we need community support for this. And you need balance. How many people end up degenerating from having to take on the full care of another person. That's your life energy you use in the care for that person. So it's, 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 it's rough. And we talking about mental illness. Suppose they jump on you one day. You know what I'm saying? 
You don't know what you're dealing with. It's in various degrees, and they can't pinpoint it. I've been wanting to say this the whole show. Epilepsy. When I came into this, you know how many people we know have seizures? And the doctor will not discuss the spiritual origin of a seizure because it is spiritual. And that's mm-hmm. and they would not cover or diagnose it as a disease because it's not. Hmm. Dr. Tracy Bond fell off again. We know why. <laughs> I'm going to wait for it to come back. And um, I know we were wrapping it down, but we had the one more question and everything. And we're going to take our time with a fine tooth comb and go through this particular topic as well as other ones. I find it very interesting. You know, and the algorithms of social media have it that, again, if I was here with a dress on and some makeup and a wig, I wouldn't have any resistance from the shadow banning, right? But that's the way of life now. That doesn't even bother me, you know. we got a huge body of work, and in that body of work, I've evolved and learned so much, and I'm happy about that. I'm happy to be where I am. I don't mean just the country I live in, but just the mental space that I'm in. I've learned so much from many who are here in the chat room that um, taught me a whole lot. And I have to thank you all because um, you all are so knowledgeable, you see. And um, some of the people who may be in the background quiet or some say, hey, I didn't know this or whatever. So that's what's good. And I love the conversation here. You know, so this is not anything strange to anybody here. Even if you may have learned an aspect of something that you kind of know already, because I've learned a whole lot. So that's what it's all about, sharing the information um, in a drama-free, ego-free way. And how we support each other. Again, go to drtracybond.com. Check her out. You know, these days online, it's easy to write a book and put up a website and change your character and become somebody that you're not just for the hustle. Cash App crew, but when you see the work that she's done over the years and things that she hasn't even mentioned yet, it's a mind blower. And many of you here are accomplished, whether you have a piece of paper degree or not, the conversations that you have are so stellar that um, I always say I have one of the best chat rooms on the Internet. And I mean that, and I mean that because of complimenting you all. Now, everybody may not be here right now, but you know who's who, you know. And um, like I said, with anything else, when we have a guest, you take what you can use. When you go to Golden Corral or any other all-you-can-eat joint, I'm in Ghana, but I still remember the spots now, <laughs> right? When you go there, you know, you say, hey, I want some of this, I want some of that. Okay, I'll try this. And I always say, you know, you never always knew what your favorite food was. There was a time somebody had to coerce you, or force you. Or curiosity got you to, to taste something, and you said, oh, my, I thought this was nasty before. I can't believe I haven't tasted this yet. I got to have this every day. And when you discover that newly found favorite food, probably for the next two weeks, you find yourself at the restaurant until it levels off. You say, okay, I had enough, but I'm going to always incorporate this. It's always going to be a part of my life. And so when you find truth and, and you pull the string and you pull the thread and you keep going and you follow up a certain road and you find yourself accelerating in your in your consciousness and your wisdom. You know, it's not always where we're going to get to that level on a on an even keel level. Like, say, for example, a car that's um, 
on cruise control going at 35 miles an hour. It might pass the car that's going 25 miles an hour, but guess what? That car that was going 25 miles an hour might fly past it at 70 miles an hour. You understand? So we're not always going to learn the different points of our life at the same rate. What you learned last year and it's total, you know, just the total amount of stuff that you learned on a spiritual level or any level. We're talking spiritual, right? Maybe this first six days of January, you learn more from the January 1st to January 6th than you did in the whole year. You see what I mean? So don't expect it to always come evenly. Don't expect your discernment to always come evenly. Also, you might be around a person who's rotten for you, but you think they're the best in the world. Maybe somebody else might say it, and, and you, you reject it. You got to be open to putting certain things on the shelf. doesn't mean you're going to run with something as soon as you hear it. But always meditate on it, put it on the shelf, file it away, because it might be something very useful later on that you need to look at. You see what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. Um, let me put the link back in. I, I want you to be able to... Wrap it down the way you want to wrap it down. I was just running my mouth until you came back, but I didn't realize that you lost the link, so I'll put it in right now. And I know we're wrapping it down, but I want you to be able to bring it to a close on in your speed as you feel, because I'm having a ball. I can't think of any other place to be but hanging out here with everybody here on a Saturday evening. For me, it's 921 for the East Coast. What is it? Uh, 421, right? So, and so on and so forth. But it's not about the time. It's about where you find yourself, right? You can find ourselves in these good places earlier on or later in life. But the main thing before we get on up out of here, we want to be able to get that, you know? Some get it later, some get it earlier. It's never at the same rate as long as we strive. But that's what Tracy Bonnet is. a link right there. Just hit it and come back on in. And, and again, when we said this, right, it was three hours and 22 minutes, right? It was four hours and 22 minutes. And I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> I'm having a ball. I really am. Just make this making my night. So anyway, yeah. I'm waiting for you to come back on in. And um just click that link that's there. And we're good. I got so many screens open here. Okay, there she is. The floor is yours, Dr. Tracy Bond. I'm here with you. Praise God. Thank you. Yeah, I got knocked off the floor. I don't know what's the last thing you all heard, but in case these uh, powers of the air disconnected me because I was talking about how they disconnect people through seizures and epilepsy. Um, did you hear me talk about casting the spirit out of the lady? Yes, yes. When okay. You epilepsy and yeah. Yeah, it's a epilepsy at the root is a word that means lunatic. Let me tell you all something. You got to look deeper. You know, it only takes one generation, one, to change a culture for long-term effects. Um, psychiatry is a distinct, I'm wrapping it down because I've talked a long time and I don't want to fatigue you all in your hearing. We have, a, we have a journey to go on. So we definitely have to get to another stop and you need time to process. And you, this, the longer we have talked, that means that maybe you have to go back and replay this. I know I do. 
because I check myself. If I've ever said something and the Holy Spirit left me, see, the Holy Spirit is not going to continue to give me downloads as I'm talking to you all. This is how we get this information. And when you don't get it from man, you still have to stop and get rest so that you can have room to receive. You have to eat. You have to process. You have to digest, as Lance was saying. But um, psychiatry is that part of the medical arts, a discipline, right? Um, And the birth of what are concepts of this term that this man came up with, Eugene, the schizophrenic part, the splitting of the mind. Do you all realize this is only two centuries old? So we still have a long way to go to try to understand this, but it's the same with, you know, epilepsy. Okay, so one man comes up with something, but we have to go back. The the, the Bible is going to show us disorders and how Jesus, the Son of God, came. And kingdom presence brings this rescue, this deliverance, and this restoration of our being. I had to cast that spirit out of her. And I had people watching. My son, when he would have an asthma episode out of nowhere, one time I called the ambulance because I didn't want the people watching me to think. My faith was there to cast the spirit out. We we would do it at home all the time. But those that were attending were still students, very early learners, as you had, you were saying on the journey. And I wanted them to see that, yes, I am not out of my mind and I do not gamble. You know, we can call for medical intervention. In my mind, I was calling them to make sure he was okay, but I'm in an agricultural community and they were incompetent. When you get the ambulance, the doctor is not on the ambulance. Am I right, Lance? <laughs> exactly. The doctor is at the building. And look, wait, hold on. Let's back it up. He ain't always at the building. He might be on. Thank you. When I was bleeding from a battlefield hit hemorrhage, like you turn on the water faucet for five hours. He was at home having dinner with some other people. And the thing is, the only reason I didn't sue him is because I was conflicted. I sat next to him in my in the church I was at at the time. I'm going to turn around and sue my brother. That was rough. But that was the first time I had had a real uh, supernatural rescue from death experience. So what I'm telling you is the reality is that when we call an ambulance, and let's keep it real, depending on what neighborhood you live in, can you guarantee they're going to come in time? We're talking about a breath. And the word, the root word of breath is pneuma. It's where you get pneumonia. It's attack on your breath. And the reason you exist is because God spoke you into existence. Mm-hmm. Let there be your name, your meaning, everything. So an attack on your breath is definitely, I'm trying to take you out of here, like off the planet. And I would teach my son as a child. I say, if mom's never around, the truth about you is that God breathed his his spirit 
into your nostrils. And that point, you became a living human being. You got a right to be here. You in a flesh body. And if something happens, try not to operate in fear. That's hard. That's a hard thing for asthmatic, chronic asthmatic to receive. But he would do it. And I would tell him when when the enemy comes to take your breath, tell him, God, put my breath in me. Give it back. Because I taught him the word. The word says the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. He's not here to play with you. And because this little boy would tell him, give me my breath back. So I called this ambulance. And he went into the ambulance and he started. You know, he was losing oxygen pretty fast. So then he panicked and he started crawling up the side of the ambulance. Do you know these jokers were too busy looking at me call the spirits out of him? And he came down off of that ambulance wall. He was not possessed. He was constantly being jumped on, gang banged by these disembodied spirits. In the future, we will talk about an example of that. A man who brought his son to Jesus talking about this spirit keeps jumping on my son, throwing him in the fire. Mm. And Jesus is like a doctor. He said, how long has he been undergoing this? So see, these are the things that we do in certain cases. We have to ask questions, figure out what the symptoms are and go in. But I've been having so much practice at this time that I called them things out and Casey started sliding down the side of the ambulance wall. And these folks are going, wow. Now, I respect EMTs, but I was in an agricultural town, and it didn't take, you know, a surgeon's education for them to learn how to be EMTs. But again, they're not the doctors. They were so busy asking me demographical questions because when you get on the ambulance, I guess somebody was taking, yo, what's your address and this and that? Man, I ignored them and went straight and gave my attention to my son who's, who's, you know, trying to get his breath. And these these are things that ultimately did not serve him well with the rookie cop I was talking about and then all the other people as part of the healthcare team that were covering their butts because they were not properly prepared. But we want to keep leaving spirit out. Breath. At the root of it is spirit. And we're dealing with human beings with these systems that keep leaving out spirit. So now we live in like zombies because there's nothing in these spirits that are supporting. For what reason? What did you say? You can't make money off a healthy person. That's right. Something that's <laughs> functioning, you can't keep coming back making money for main, making money for maintaining it. So this is what they do. And what could I do? All I could do is arm him with the word. And we went through that from the time of his first attack until he uh and my son won this battle because I, I was homeschooling him and He had a feeling. I don't know what God told him. I don't know what he said to God. I did pray with him two weeks before he passed, but I let him know, you came here perfect. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Because he was asking me, will I ever outgrow this condition, you know? And I said, well, you came here whole. And my prayer for you is that God will return you to the state that I delivered you here in. 
And he agreed with me and he prayed in his private language. And I have some miracle things that happened to show me the angels took him here. So anyway, I was fighting with these people Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I'm going to sue them for some malpractice and wrongful death and all of this. But they didn't. The way I was mentioning earlier, if anyone heard the testimony is I um, I was on point until I was off the battle line. You understand. But they held my son's body up for five days. And NATO was meeting here in Chicago. Oh, yeah, I raised so much hell. And I have connections yes. in high places. And God ordered that thing to where they had to send a coroner because this is a good old boy system where I lived. And mm-hmm. nothing was right. In fact, at the hospital, they had college students at the emergency room desk. What do they know how to diagnose? So as a result of Casey passing, they now have EMTs and nurses so that when someone presents in respiratory distress, they can visibly see it and and, and know how to respond. He didn't have that. Matter of fact, when I when I got there, I had beat all the other uh, first responders because I was at the hospital asking questions like the reporter that I was. Did any radio calls come through here? And the college student said, no, ain't nobody been here all night. It's strange. Yet. Huh? No, I thought you meant if anybody clicked in. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about no, the, the incident. And so when I knew no one was in right. the hospital, I said, well, God, you got me now in a strange situation. There was no one in the parking lot. And next thing I know, I get a call from his dad on the phone, and he's speaking another language, and he was not spirit-filled like that. When they got there, you know, there was an escort. I could see this entourage of cops and so forth. The first thing they want to do is talk to me because what they want to do was throw the situation and the responsibility of what happened to him on us. But they picked the right one and the wrong one. And I so I just want to say that the good part of this is that because they were not properly trained, they had to change the system so we don't know what young person or any person now may have their life spared because the protocols have changed. But all I could do was hear that cop talking about, I'm going to lose my job. And I'm thinking in in my soul, somebody please slap the hell out of him. My son is not coming back. Period. But the way, the the miracle I had wanted to share, because I know I mentioned it, was that the five days that I had to wait, by the time they released his body, I was very specific about things. Uh, This black boy better have his organs intact because they did an autopsy. They had to carve my son up. Oh, that's what the enemy will do. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And I had to read these reports. I couldn't avoid it. So, see, they thought there was going to be a stigma of a black woman howling, screaming, going off. No, God had already prepared me as a warrior. And I walked over water. In that situation, I had to come home and look my children in the face and tell them Casey's not returning home. These people pounced on my my apartment. They went all through our cabinets. They were looking for something they could pin on us. I'm telling you, you get in this battle, you don't know what, but God will sustain you. And when it was time for us to, you know, get his body prepared for his final, the body for final rest. In fact, what I didn't say is that I'd whispered in his ear, 
because his body was still warm. They finally, after interrogating me, let me go see him. And I took some mm-hmm. ultrasound uh, gel and I anointed him and whispered in his ear, go be with God. Because the prayer was answered. I pray perfect prayers. And you know why they're perfect? Because I ask God to do what he wants to do. Above all that I'm asking for, I ask God to be supreme and do what he wants to do in my life or anybody I'm prayed for. And I had asked for him to be restored the way he was born. And do you know that boy, he never wanted to take a shower. He's always ashy. But when I went to see his body finally prepared, uh, I requested, is his, are his organs intact? The man said, yes. Okay, I said, because he needs to be buried with those. I don't need nobody putting my son's stuff on no black market. Also, the uh-huh. man the man says to me, I says, now listen, I'm a minister and I don't deal with the spirit of death. I don't go around nothing dead. And I was like, I don't want to see him. And the man said, ma'am, I'm a minister too. I said, don't embalm him. He took medicines all his life that weakened his heart with this condition. Don't put nothing else in my son and don't put that on my bill. The man looked at me bug-eyed. He was like, ma'am, ain't nobody ever told me that. I said, well, God will make it clear to you. The man was shaking. So he called us back, and he says, ma'am, I'm respecting your will, but I think you need to see this. So God has spoken to the funeral, not funeral, but, you know, the the director Mm -hmm. where we had a memorial. And he said, the man told him, He said, I spoke to God about you, woman of God. God told me to uh, wrap your son in plastic and purple cloth. Well, put him in purple cloth, knowing his body, and put him in plastic. He said, because he told me I'm mailing him back to God. Now, let me say something specifically to encourage you all. Mm -hmm. That relationship that you have with God, not religion. He encouraged me because... What the man didn't know is anybody who prays with me knows that I end my prayers by sealing them and mailing them to God. So this was the confirmation that I know the man spoke to God has spoke to the man because he said he told me I'm mailing your son back to him. Wow. That has given me peace to this day. I haven't lost any sleep. You know what I'm saying? And the other thing that was the miracle is my son was lighter in death than he was alive, which means he answered our prayers that he would be restored. He was back to his birth color. And the man flipped out because he said, your son has no odor. Wow. And he has had his life out of his body for five days. Come on now. He's yeah. the director that preps the body, embalms the body. He said, this child don't have no decay odor. So what it showed me based on my knowledge is that God is the father of lights and his angels are light beings. And they, they are in, they, their light is radiation. So they passed over Casey to get him. Mm-hmm. And this is also talked about in Genesis because when Moses' time was up, They never tell you where he was buried. The angels took him real quick because Satan wanted to do something with his body. We can't be so worried about our bodies. We got to worry about the soul. God came and got that boy. And when I was going back home to work on his uh, on the service papers, Lance, um, 
I found his essay. So Casey had written an essay to God on 2-2-2-2012. And in that, he told God he was tired of people who didn't know how to help him in an emergency, tired of being scared about another attack, and tired of being concerned that his mama wouldn't be there able to help him. Wow. He said, I'm willing to leave everything to follow you, Jesus. And in three months, that boy was out of here at midnight, just like that. I don't like the way it went down, but hey, his soul is back. The prayer was answered. We don't always know. I shared it to tell you all. We don't always know when we when we communicate with God and we ask him to do his perfect will, what he wants to do. We don't always know how that's going to play out. But we've got to believe no matter what. We have to trust him to hold our mind. Yes, it was traumatic. Yes, it was horrible. But he's maintaining my mind. I can talk to you all about that and not be triggered. And I'm going to tell you something. Last year, his birthday is on January 21st. And last year was the first year I didn't cry. Hmm. So Casey passed at 11, and this year Casey will be 23. Yeah, if he were here. But when you depart as a child and you transition out of this realm, apparently your spiritual journey was complete. Doesn't matter. People always try to say things to you. Oh, it wasn't the right time. Look, I'm a chaplain. They don't tell us to do that. You want to comfort people right. when a trauma like that happens. Don't try to speak for God. You comfort you the go. people who you comfort the people who remain. This applies to the mental ill because grief puts you in a temporary state. Of being ill, even though it's not an illness, it's a part of how you respond emotionally. And some people have been grieved unto death. You can be so sorrowful that you don't come out of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you just transition on. But that little boy, the minute he transferred out of here, he wrote his essay. He had obviously been communicating with God in three, which is God's number. Three months he came and got him on... um the 17th between midnight. That was an interesting time too, but that's when I would pray. So I saw what the enemy's doing. You're going to punch, you're going to punch me because I'm coming up against your kingdom, but my God going to knock you out all the way. And that's how, why I'm still in it. This is why everything I do, I'm going to mention him. That's my way of keeping his attribute and his, and his memory and his legacy alive, because this is a child that obviously had wisdom that gray and white hair people don't when it comes about, comes to intimate relationships and keeping it real. And he and that boy is a full grown being. And now my ancestor, you feel me? Because he yeah. has departed and transitioned and ascended ahead of me. So my daughter, who's in mental health. She's been a straight-A student. She's dedicated herself to this field and this work. She says, because you know what? My brother didn't have the opportunity to do this, but I'm going to do it. Beautiful. So I'm wrapping it down, you know, with that. 
trauma, whatever the reason for this is, if there was a predisposition, which we were talking about earlier, whatever is going on, as spiritual people, let's take a deeper look at what's presented to us in the natural and not buy in so quick. Let's try to look deeper, cut it open, break it down, and do an autopsy on it, especially if it's if it's not going to serve us well, and apply the truth to it so that we can walk in health and continue to maintain our healing. And to the degree that we were able to do that well, may God employ us to be in service on his behalf, to be a blessing to help heal others. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Tracy Bond. Everybody, listen to this, go to drtracybond.com. I'm not going to talk too much. You left it perfect. You brought us up and you brought the landing down. And so just like anybody who has a successful flight, even if you don't know the pilot or you know him or not, you took us there and you brought us back. (laughs) All right, now. That's right. The that's glory. Right. To God be the glory. And when you are ready, you let me know. It could be tomorrow. It could be the day after. I'm free. This is what I do, and this is what I'm here to serve as a plate platform, actually. But the plate, like I said, the analogy. So we'll continue on this, or if you do another topic, then come back on whichever way your spirit leads you, we're going to do it. I'll hold the place down until you come back, and I know you'll be popping in and stuff, but Whenever you're ready, let's roll. And I know everybody wants more, like I said. Well, praise is, God. Thank you so I'm much. There, I'm, I'm, I'm there. And I believe in just issuing, you know, bringing it out. If we can um, pick it up, and I, and I promise you, I won't put more on your plate. Sometimes you have to recognize, and, and, and when you give something to someone, maybe they've never eaten of it before. you got to watch and see how they're digesting it. But, Lance, you know your mm-hmm. audience. You have the metrics on this, and I'm available. Don't always know how long, but <laughs> while I'm available... I don't schedule anything out. I'd like to go deeper and us explore the examples of people who were afflicted and had gone mad, as they say. Yes, I would like. I would like to focus on that conversation. Yes, the boy that was afflicted and attacked, like all these spirits that affect your mind. I want us to depart from this term. That is only, what do we say, to, what was the statistic I brought on this term of schizophrenia? I would like to go back further than yes. what just a Caucasian man called, come up with right. and end exactly. up serving us so poorly. They use it as a weapon against us. Can mm-hmm. we get... Can we talk about that? And I'll leave it up to you. Do you feel like we should talk more about that with us in perspective? Or should we go back to the source? 
Because well, these, well, yeah. No, well, what I was saying is that, you know, when you're younger and and anyone who was raising you, mother, father, whoever, aunt, grandmother, they're making the cake and they make the batter and they hand you the bowl to lick. When you're licking that <laughs> sweet cake batter out of the bowl, you could be surrounded by all the food in the world. You're only thinking about that one thing. So anything yeah. that you take on, there's going to be a focus on it and it's going to be a masterpiece because you go deep on it. A lot oh. of people do little short things and scratch the surface, but no, this is valuable information, valuable perspectives. And for me, anything you bring, it's like that woman who can cook up anything. I can hand her old dirty muddy stew, she chop it up and find a way to make it taste good. So with you, let the spirit lead you. I'm all for going in on this. You know, I'm an artist. I do detailed work. I can sit there for the next hour and, and shade and only half an inch long or wide, <laughs> you know, half inch by half inch. Yeah, I see, I see that. And we were both up. I was still working on stuff. You know what I want to do? Mm-hmm. I want to go further with this word. Yes. Because what I didn't talk about today was right. that before they came up with, with schizo, it was uh, dementia. Right. Early dementia. They called it dementia precox. And this is a de- gradual deterioration in your cognitive process. So you tell me how it's one thing and then it gets switched up and turned to another. I want to deal with exactly what it is because we touched on the mm-hmm. racist origins of it. Right. But that's the weapon that they use. I want I want to break that down. And apparently there's a, there's, oh, there's a guy, he's a researcher. Remember, PhD is research doctorate. And he did an article on the racist origins of the modern concept of schizophrenia. And his subheading for his article was the history of an unfortunate word. Yeah, let's let's go deeper. So I know you opened up giving a description and all that, but we, my people, have been bamboozled. That's right. No doubt but we about gonna, that. We, but we're going to get it right, and then we're going to serve it out and share it with those. Each one, teach one. That's right. Know yourself, and then once you know yourself, teach another to know themselves till we all come to to knowing the same thing and see the light on where we can get a cure because there's nothing in the word of God that tells us we are incurable. His mission is to restore us to that healthy state. The same prayer that I prayed for my son and saw some evidence of it, but not the, maybe not what I wanted, but I saw it the way God laid it out. Can we talk tomorrow? Yeah, let's do it tomorrow. Okay. I have, uh, what time, what time? Yeah, let's talk tomorrow. Okay. I'm down. You want to do it earlier? Yeah, it can be a little earlier. All I have to do is make a short run for me, remember, I'm hours and hours ahead of everybody. I know. So my short You're... run early will be much earlier for you. So I'm five hours after the East Coast. So I'm cool. Once I go out and get them fruits, that's what I'm going to get, some fruits that I don't have growing here. 
You know, um, the other day I got corn, pineapple, uh, uh, papaya right out the yes. backyard, you know, bananas. But there's um, it's the dry season out here until okay. February. And it's not raining, so I'm going to go get some watermelon. I'm going to get some mangoes, you know, and um, <laughs> I'm coming home to make some, some smoothies, and we're going to feast. And we're going to get love down it. in this. I love you it. Let, I love it. Eat. I love it. Now, what time is it there now? Uh, say it again? What time is it there now? Sorry to interrupt. What time do you have? It's 9.52. Okay, I'm at 3.52. Okay, so, so we have six a six hours a, ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Yes, no problem. So whatever time, even if you wake up tomorrow and you don't know exactly what time, it's no problem because we'll play it by ear. Because by the time you're ready, I'll make the link, I'll make the banner, I'll go on doing that. Just send me a title, send it to you know the email, um, mm-hmm. which writing because I didn't have a chance because I had something to deal with here before. But tomorrow I have everything intact. And we'll go at the time that you want. So don't feel pressured when you wait to say, oh, I didn't give a time yet. If you got to wait an hour or two, remember, I'm for six hours ahead of you. I'll be up and I'll already be back in. So when you're ready, we'll roll. It'll be earlier for you anyway. So that works with me because I have nothing else to do except set up the show. And just I love it. And Lance, I'm food. good. I'm good. If you want to go at midnight, my time, I'm good. You know, that's my hour anyway. So if you can use that image, it's going yeah. to... It's going to really illustrate what I'm talking about is the slap, because now, right. based on what we did today, I want you all to see what it is, and I'm going to break it down. S-L-A-P. We're going to know about that term. We're going to learn, and then we're going to activate our understanding yes. about uh, this so-called, you know, what psychiatry has uh, uh, called it. Um, And you'll see, you know, that's the reason the image was like it was. And you see, you know, what you're going to put out here. Uh, Visually, it will bring home what I am talking about. And aren't, aren't we sick and tired of being sick and tired of continuing to be victims Tell me about it. Of this systemized abuse. Nothing changes until Mm -hmm. we do something different. And we can talk about marching and assembling and do all these other things. But until we do something that disrupts that system by a changing of our thoughts and sharing the same thoughts and not allowing us to be divided. Well, y'all know what it means. It means we're going to have to end our subscription to that system. Yes. That's how we doing it. So I'm ready to go. We'll talk in the email, but I mean, as whenever you are ready, I'm on assignment. So I won't be able to sleep good until the assignment is complete. <laughs> you feel you me? I'm excited. I know Seriously. you know because you're my brother. Yes, my sister. Love you, Lance. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Mrs. Skur because I haven't been able to give her her salutes. Um, but that's the order. Yes. Thank you. Know, you. We, don't, we don't want any misunderstanding about what is going on here because the enemy will try to do that. No, let me set it straight. Mm-hmm. I, I salute her. Mm-hmm. 
Because as your wife, that enemy, he ain't so much worried about you. But we have enmity as women with him and him alone. And -hmm. God told us that. So what he needs to see is he needs to see order and he ain't got no place here. Right. 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 You are my brother. Yes, you're my sister. And and God is pleased to see his children down here taking back the territory. And I'm continually pray for you you because I can feel the greatness of this assignment. It's bigger, so much bigger than us. That's how I know it's God. And that we continue to be able to do this because we are on. We are in his territory, his area of operation through the airways. Mm-hmm. So I'm, a, I'm always show up. What I'm praying for is that you can catch up with me. <laughs> and, and, and see, by you being a presence in my life, that's raising the bar. Notice that every time, even in Olympic lifting, even in track and field, any sport that you see out there, there are records that haven't been broken for a while. And it's almost impossible by the general public. So when one person oh. 500 pound lift and the person does 501 quarter pounds, all of a sudden <laughs> there's somebody going 501 half pounds, 502. Once the barrier is broken. So by you being here and raising the bar for me, I might not catch up with you where you are, but I'll go a lot faster than I would if you weren't around. But I will get to where you are because of you faster than I would do without you. So thank you for being here. Everybody else, and we're going to make this thing happen. And thanks for you uh, uh, really helping me to take flight earlier than normal. That's all I can ask. Thank you. Well, you know what I am? I see myself as fuel. (laughs) I'm fuel. You go on every broadcast, you're making another stop. But I'm here to serve you. You are a minister. And my ministry, although I am very selective about who and it's and my time is very expensive because of what I what I do. But what I'm doing, you can't buy on a market. Spiritual things. You know, what I'm saying spiritual things. I know, you know, spiritual things. Are. um, Heavenly. You can't, you know, even witchcraft people want to take some money from you to do, do a, you know, a work with the elements. <laughs> but when people are just showing up to tell you, here it is. And because it's not my product, all I can do is be what I call spiritual retail. But God requires attention. And out of what you have, if you're willing then, um, you know, I, we would receive it in that case. But yeah. please understand, don't be burdened, because if we have done this work properly, our paycheck comes from him also. Exactly. And I'm exactly. getting paid. Out of my spiritual abundance, I have yeah. enough overflow mm-hmm. to be able to give this time. So you want to talk to me privately about business, I charge $1,000 an hour. Mm-hmm. If I recommended your, if I was representing your business in PR, the achievements that I've had there, you'd have to uh, render over six figures. 
So trust, right. this so is a gift. Man, you getting the you getting that ultra premium fuel because this is God's business and right. you're so humble. Um, you're helping me as well. Because if it was up to me, no, God has me doing some other things. But this one thing, if it's helping, it's increasing and people are being blessed, guess what? I don't care what else I got going on because I work at night and I get ahead of my business so that if God needs to snatch me, it's not an interruption. Yes. That's what I'm on. Beautiful. I really appreciate you. Thank you. And you're truly a blessing. I really, I can't even, I can't even get the words to encompass how, I, and I understand. I mean, I, I truly understand when I went through your website the first I said, Whoa, you know, look, look at what she's sharing. You know, but see, to receive the blessing, you got to take out the trash. And Ooh. when you take out the trash, you make room for the blessing. If I didn't take Come out on. the trash, trust me, you wouldn't be here. You might be <laughs> listening every now and then, but it came from inside of you to move forward and say, hey, let's start talking. Because you've been there. I see you. We've talked before in the chat room. We right? have. I yeah. have, and it wasn't the right time. Exactly. And I know, I know, because if you try to force something, a door that's not open, you always get invited. And I've been excited and wanted to just talk to you at some future time, which is how I would talk to you, maybe yes. in the Discord or whatever. But right. I, I've learned I am under protocol, and this Holy Ghost will leave me. If I think I'm going somewhere, I don't have 40 years to wait to get the door to open again. Oh, we got to talk about that. It's obedience that's better than any sacrifice. You wait. And then when that door is open to you, you walk in. Trust me, yes. I, I, I'm respectful. You give me a lot of grace here and you're going to be rewarded. Hundredfold. I speak it over you. I accept it. You know what I'm saying? That all you have to do is get up and run this and continue to expand because you're everywhere. Now, I need to catch up to all your presences. But <laughs> I respect the work because, you know, people don't understand. When something comes out beautiful, I'm an art creative artist, too. Yes. Um, it takes time. I'm creating out of a place of peace. That's why I don't look crazy. Right. Harmon harmony. I don't run no treadmill. I'm I'm what they call it, kept. He's my sugar daddy. Mm -hmm. So I'm a kept woman for God. He said, do your thing. Because now you've gone through the season of the testing, the battles, the losses or whatever. I got you. That's what I said to you. Oh, I got you. Let's keep going because the Holy Spirit never stops. It's us. But we are not running mad. This is not mania. Right. We're talking about something substantial. We're talking about truth, something you can go test, something you can go look up, you can research. I'm not sitting up here just, you know, smoking reefer and vibing. It, uh, oh, yep. You, ah, 
You just don't oh. know what you said, but go ahead. Oh, oh I do. Oh, I do. Cause I'm led by the spirit. You know, that got you tapping into something else and you don't need a, you don't need a substance to take you anywhere. I promise you keep flowing and receiving with the Holy spirit and he will take you up this ladder of life and the degree that you're willing to put in. See, I laid my life down and I, and God allowed me to work one day a week, but I had millionaires as clients. So I didn't have to do a rat race cause I prayed for that. I didn't have to work, uh, what is it? 20 days a month, nine to five, because I right. said, God, look, you can make it possible that I can take that 40 hours a week and I can be up in this word. Whoo, he right. flipped my life out. And the devil tried to kill me. Still trying. Mm-hmm. But he knows by now this girl has survived, survived death over seven times. She ain't going nowhere till <laughs> she's done. Now, how many people you know talking like that? Ten days in ICU from the sea thing, and I was in there educating the Indian doctors. One more testimony (laughs) since I threw that out. Hang with me. Sometimes you get the syrup at the end. God bless you, Mr. Valley. Bless you. Still with us. Um, When I was in there, I broke down to them what I had touched on earlier. There is an incredible doctor out here. His name is... um, Oh, Lord, don't take it from me. I know I've been talking a while, but. Um, Indian, you said? No, no, no. He's not Indian. The doctors yeah. that I had, because doctors, quick cultural note, Indians you always see in the hospital uh, treating patients. You got it. You know why? Because in their culture, they raise you with only two options. They tell you you're going into medicine or you're going into technology. But if you talk about entrepreneurship, man, it's like it's like getting ousted. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit told me the man's name is Andrew Kaufman. See how this works? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about one thing, but the Holy Spirit was like, here's your sticky note. <laughs> Andrew Kaufman is a genius doctor. I told you about the genius psychiatrist, um, Mark Goulston. Yes. Andrew Kaufman, I've never met, but Andrew Kaufman held me down through this pandemic planned crisis. Like I said, if y'all look it up, you know the name of it, but it stands for Certificate of Vaccination ID. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that's what wow. it means. And it has a wow. U.S. patent. It has a U.S. patent on this product, and the patent was given in 2019. Whoa. That's that's why it carries that number. Moving on. Andrew Kaufman was breaking it down. Can't tell you everything, but look him up. Right. The Hippocratic Oath that I touched on earlier, I guess the Holy Spirit wanted me to cover this. He said, When they take that oath, it's from the father of medicine, Hippocrates. And he said, let food be your medicine. Mm -hmm. Remember I said Genesis 6, 6, all the green things. Now, he's telling me what's really going on while people are buying the lie. He said, this thing is a a pneumonia virus. 
I say, oh, it's a take, it's taking breath. Well, I know about that. My son was going through that, but this thing is designed to do it. Dang. Right? It's a bio thing. But it also, as evil as it was, if you read your Bible, it also tells you a third of the people were wiped off the earth. Mm-hmm. So, again, God can even use these evil things for his purpose. But we always talk about, no, he wouldn't do that, this, this, and that. You don't know what. You're not him. He is God. He can do whatever he wants. He tells you, I have favor on whom I want to have favor. Just like you, Lance, you give me favor on this broadcast. But we went through things and we didn't even understand. They made so much money from that. And when they, when they, when they, you know, wrote in the fine print, you know, the devil's in the fine print. Mm-hmm. They made a trade off and they said they were going to pay everybody how much money? What was it? 1200 a month. Yep. Well, twelve hundred is what it costs to sell a, a purchase a slave. If you go back, you'll find that was the cost of a slave of a sale sale of a slave. Everything connects. Yeah, I'm gonna turn you on and I'm gonna turn your volume up. And when Kobe died, guess where they buried him. Because they brought, buried him. He passed right before the uh, the uh, press and stuff came out. And even when it came out, they told you this is a military exercise. <laughs> Nobody paid attention. I'm media. I don't work for the White House. I know how they get down. Anything they tell you, they already had a meeting on it 18 months ago. <laughs> so nothing... In this world that these elite rulers under the influence of the dark one goes without them knowing. You being distracted. They talking about Epstein now. Tell it. How long he been dead? And he took himself out because when the enemy was done carrying out his perversions and wickedness through that man, he disposed of himself. Same thing Jesus did. I mean, uh, uh, uh. Judas did when he sold out Jesus. When the deed was done and the transaction was placed, he killed himself. Mm. The enemy wasn't maintaining you. He needed your body and your mind and your spirit to carry that out for him. And the thing about how the enemy works is when he's done doing his deed through you, he's gone. Yeah. How many, how many people say, I don't know what came over me. I just shot the man. And the minute you shot him, the Holy Spirit convicted you because you just took the breath of somebody that God issued his breath into. Now, all kind of condemnation is going to come upon you. <laughs> you know, unless your mind is already gone. Then we have a military term for that called empty shell. We got to get into it. When you're an empty shell, that means just like you want to email me and say, hey, let's get on. The enemy can come by and say, oh, you empty. Let's go. I got something I need to do. Let me just hack your body right quick. But if you empty mm-hmm. shell, you can just jump in and drive. These are the people that need to be managed, restrained, and kept from being menaces in society. But we have a greater problem when we're releasing these people from their restraints. Because you remember, they were letting these people out of the prisons. 
Yes. It's a it's agenda of, of darkness. Anything wicked, lawlessness, all the things that are already written in scripture. We've been told these are evil days. But it's a sinister thing when you're a citizen of an area that would patent something to take you out. So my testimony is great. Ten days in ICU and here I am educating the Indians because I know their culture. You, that's why they listen to me. She know what she talked about. <laughs> and I told them, I said, look, this is what it is. They said, well, while you're here, do you want to take the, you know, the scene? And I was like, hell no. Because I already have, thanks to Dr. Andrew Kaufman, who said we already have immunities. But what have I been saying for years? I'm military with God. I got spiritual immunities. I can't die. I'm on assignment. If I was going to die, that would have been the time. And I don't really recommend it to people who who don't have a greater understanding, but I had it twice. And when it first came out, it was the worst because it was newly introduced. But I could cure it with tequila. The second time, yeah, second time I had a variant and I thought I was just having asthma allergy and God had me so protected that when I got to the hospital, they told me your lungs are 98% swollen and I woke up 10 days later out of ICU and everybody else had to tell me what happened. And I want to, ooh, I can talk about what happened when I was out. So we can, there's so many things I can talk about because I've been given so many testimonies. But what I praise God for is I'm giving you a testimony of surviving the attacks with an intact mind. See, these things can't overpower the word. And as long as I'm, I'm handling that and managing that as a business manager in the kingdom, why should I be retired? Matter of fact, retirement isn't in the word of God, period. That's right. You know, when you don't want to work anymore and and this, this and that, no, you're supposed to create a balance of living right now. Exercise, maintain, do maintenance on your vehicle, do your tune-up so you can ride this thing out. And when it's finished and he's pleased, your promotion is out of this simulation. We are here for test. People, this is only a test. <laughs> <laughs> Interrupt uh, this broadcast like to tell you this is this is the emergency broadcast system of the kingdom of God. My people, this here is only go. a test. <laughs> I like that. Boop. Hey, I said it like the spirit gave it to me. And to the to the humanistic person that's not a believer or a skeptic, they would say, yeah, that's mental illness. But see, God will rob them of their sanity or the sanity that they perceive they had. Because to take a person's condition due to psychosis that was inflicted and forced upon them and then to turn around and say it's because they resisted and they were suffering from that condition. To me, that's insanity. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into it. Thank you so much, Lance. I'm done. 
Boy, when you tarry, and look, when you tarry with the Holy Spirit, you get some extra. Extra portions. Man, in New Orleans, they call it lanyap. It means you get that extra, extra. That's right. So God bless you in that. And God bless all of, I must say this, the hearers of the word. I will get into prayer. And I will get, begin to, to close out because as we go more and God gets more, um, you all attending okay. puts you in the act, in the activity of his presence. So we want to acknowledge him when we start and we want to be able to close out as we continue to sin together. Mm-hmm. So just a little here, a little there, and then. This this plane will take its next flight. Yes. Get your ticket. Hit the notification button now. Because when these things come up, you can actually click notify me. I do it right from my uh my TV. I got a sixty five inch curve. Oh man. Curve TV. Yeah, you can't find a lot of those. <laughs> so. It it just looked like you come in and you see this crate these three creatures uh all across the wall. Wow. In my studio. Wow. Yeah, and this is an incredible image by the way. I can see what you did. The man manifests in the center and then he don't even have an eyeball at the end. <laughs> so that. he's what you call the opposite of the butterfly. Mhm. You know? Yeah, this this all empty. He's an empty shell at the end. Mm-hmm. So the the emblazing and the turning up of the demonic in him is in the center. But you see him lit. That means there must have been an entry point with the first image mm-hmm. of this person, and that's what we got to nip in the bud. You got to run an interception on that spiritually, and hopefully the person. You know, yes. won't end up possessed. Thank you. Say I'm signing off. Headed to Thank the you. chat. Thank you. All right. We'll speak tomorrow. Much Amen. love. Same. Thank you. Yes, everyone. I just want to tell everybody that they can join the Landscurve WhatsApp channel. They have channels now where you can keep up with content. We can't trust YouTube. With the amount of subscribers that I have, maybe 14 or 15 notifications might go out. You know, they're iffy, but that's independent. I'm revising my mailing list also. It's not set up yet. I have a special mailing list that requires approval because it won't be spamming anybody or whatever. So if you do want to be on the mailing list, you can email me. or It can come up automatic on the site, but I have to redo that part over again. But for, for now, since I have your ear, you can email me your email, and I'll input it into the uh, mailing list when it's up within the next two days. Go to lance at lanceskerv.com. I'll put that information scrolling down below, and um, here it is. All right, we'll, we'll do that. And, of course, go to WhatsApp. They have channels now, and it's only to show you the updates or shows that you missed. I have to do it this way so many ways across the board because um, – there's a lot of stuff that, that sometimes comes against you, okay? Just go to WhatsApp, look for channels. All you have to do is look for Lance Curve. There's only a few people that join. They don't know about it. 
but you can always go there. It's not a chat room. It's not a group or it's not some place where people can nosy around. All you're going to see is what I put up. Sometimes it may be a day or two late on it, but I'm going to try to keep up before each show. I don't think it gives notifications. When you check it, you can hit the link and go right to the show. But I'm going to have this next show tomorrow on there ahead of time. I try to make sure to do that right now. So there's none, your number's not going to be out there. There's nothing of you. If you join that channel to get notifications or be able to check up on it, nobody will see any of your information. I just want to stress that because I've had group rooms before where people can go in and chat and, you know, men see a number of a female and he's calling us and pictures in the middle of the night. That's not how we get down over here. If you all meet here and do whatever, that's on you. All right. This is not for that purpose. So anyway, I'm going to sign off right now. And um, man, Dr. Tracy, Bon, you're incredible. You brought the information, what you said about, uh, uh, I don't want to say that word, the 19 thing there that blew my mind. You have a lot of information and people who want to get out here and talk stuff they don't know, let's let them go. We want the real thing from now on. And Tracy, Bon, you are the real thing. Anyway, I'm going to grab a bite to eat, freshen up and zone out on what I just learned and all that was shared. I love you all. Take care. Peace out. We're on to the next one tomorrow. We'll get the exact date and everything out, and um, you'll get it. And I'll also have it in the community uh, section of this Landscape channel where we can vibe also. It'll always be there. All right? Much love to you all. Peace. So long and tomorrow. Mm-hmm.